Yeah, man. I don't know. It's uh, just. We took a break. I, we didn't know. We didn't know we, 2021 we, was going to happen, so we kind of just laid low for a bit. Holy yeah. shit! No, well, 2021 kind of feels like a fucking new game plus at this moment. This as is, tired uh, as that fucking joke is, but not been a good joke. week and a half. 2020 disc two. Yeah, <laughs> just straight up, dude. Because like, first off, the uh, Ku Klux Klan just fucking <laughs> coming out and like wrecking everything from themselves to everything they stand for to the sanctity of of the very democratic foundation and institution that like the united states of america like prides itself in as far as what's actually patriotism and like like a fucking dude killed himself by tasing himself in the balls let let like like let's do a quick recap um because this whole <laughs> it's, it's it has been the most like I, I try to replay a little bit. I know, like, I just fuck it because, like, this is where I'm at mentally. So, like, you're all coming along with me. <laughs> Buckle this up. fucking <laughs> so some dipshit um, electrocuted <laughs> himself, like, right, right in his good old grapefruit testes, and then sent himself a, a lightning ticket to the fucking like the deep south uh, for dead people. Um, so he did Dar- that. Darwin sent his regards. You'd yeah. be surprised, I think, how easy it would be to actually taser your own testicles. Like it's depending on where it's holstered, that actually seems to be but very that is, easy to do. That that is not, in my opinion, and I would love to, f- I would love to throw the pull out here in terms of karmic, karmic well, bullshit death. Sure, sure. No, dude. I mean. These dipshits can only find a way to take a man tasing himself in the balls to the point of death and then somehow one-up that by having a woman get trampled while carrying a flag that says, don't tread on me. (laughs) (laughs) What cartoon (laughs) shit could you possibly... Like I couldn't write that. Larry I feel, David couldn't write that. Nobody no, could fucking I feel write like the that. I feel like the directors of Westworld are like somehow doing twenty twenty one right now. <laughs> okay. Like Yeah, the, the irony is death. This is not real. Not it can't be real. It's a simulation. <laughs> Holy shit. Just like like the Truman ass nonsense that that whole like I don't know, man. Like uh, Again, it's not funny, but it is. Like, there are parts of it that are horrific. That's like, kind of funny. <laughs> no, that's funny. Oh fuck, dude! I'll spend like all the live long day. That that fucking like, dude, that fucking cheese curd of a of a dipshit falling like from God knows how many feet, and like how many times that's been like edited in and out. Just oh yeah, it's the the memes that never end really. Mm. I have to be real careful what I say. Most of my clans from Kentucky, I don't know how many of them were actually there. So <laughs> for for fear of my family coming after me. Uh just man, I you know, at this point and like and I think it just bears mentioning before we really try to to start the new year off on a on a quote unquote high note. <laughs> um <laughs> It's important that we talk about this because sure. everything that went down there was nothing short of a despicable, violent, treasonous act of horseshit. And mm-hmm. it, to say, like, I know we, like, 
just recounting all the times where I've been accused of being hyperbolic when we'd warn a guy how like this whole thing that went down was an eventuality more than a surprise because it was for the people who were really paying attention it was an eventuality um just fuck every single one of you and anyone that tries to even advocate let alone like play any any shred like an iota of 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 justification of of rationale towards everything that went down there or or tries to throw about some lopsided ass what about ism like fuck all that i don't i don't give a shit unsubscribe talk all the shit you want or go wan wan don't and don't fucking don't you dare tell me or any one of my peers here my my fucking family here on this goddamn show to shut the fuck up about it you shut the fuck up about it because you obviously don't have anything conducive or productive to say maybe go fucking pay attention like i i swear to you dude it's just insane it's insane how like the same people that like instilled some like some of the values that we like took into our adulthood and like like really tried to uh make sure that we weren't impressionable to uh some of the more like seedy like whatever like like it, it's just it's weird to me how like pop culture and mainstream media like how we were warned of what it can do to like corrode our values and melt our brains fucking one man a news outlet and a lot of extremist bullshit did that within years not even like a decade within years so i don't mm-hmm. know um that that's it i'm off my soapbox well, it's... anderson cooper be hating on olive garden though i'm just saying like they got <laughs> decent breadsticks <laughs> middle class fancy is art imitating life right now and i don't know how to feel about it <laughs> just you know i I don't know, like, how many franchises uh, are are comparable because. Uh, I mean, they weren't I, lying. I, they are absolutely true in their assumptions. It yeah, is, uh, they are. They are accurate. <laughs> um, but dude, I don't know. At this point, like, I feel like any other place that you get linguini that you're not already dropping like a cool Benjamin at is going is guaranteed food poisoning. I'll tell like, you the truth. I'm, yeah, man. Like, that's not authentic. Like, I I still tell people. When we went to PAX in Seattle, maybe uh, it was, uh, was Boston. Where was it? When we went out to eat with Ben? Yeah, at the fucking steakhouse, it was Boston. dude. Yeah, oh, man, I I still tell people about that. Like that was the highlight of my culinary <laughs> life. I was like, these people were buying mac and cheese and ordering milk to drink. I was like, I was like, I'm getting a steak, and then I was like, oh my god, this bill. <laughs> it, like, man, no, like give me give me Texas Roadhouse or Golden Corral. That's fine. Oh, I, dude, fuck I'll take I'll, I'll take the diarrhea. <laughs> no, fuck you, dude. Uh, Golden Corral is just hometown buffet without the Norman Rockwell. Okay, <laughs> like, dude, it, it it is just a dude in a Carhartt coat. That is their mascot. <laughs> That's what it is right there. And he's pissed off about wearing a mask. <laughs> um, I I think the mascot that best represents Golden Corral is just a handful of tums. Like, just oh, like, ain't kidding, man. Oh God. Oh, you want nacho cheese on that? Well, fuck it. You're getting it anyways. <laughs> Here you go, motherfucker. You want some panko? We're gonna put some panko on fucking celery. We don't give a shit. Nah, man. Uh, Fruit bar? Fuck that. We deep fried that shit. Yeah. Fuck out here. Get gravy on it too, bitch. Uh. All right. 
this press pause radio is our sponsored by Golden Crowl. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up with that check, Golden Crowl. Oh, you man. know, uh, it's in the mail. Um, All right. So, yeah, this uh, episode of Press Pause Radio is the uh, Golden Zonky Special 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not familiar, it's going to work very similarly to uh, previous iterations of the special, and uh, we'll get into how it works and what we felt were the uh, best games to come out of this uh, I mean, a collection of twelve months that that we call the year twenty twenty. It's just it's oh, so cliche to months? be like Jesus Man. Christ. I feel like the top games of twenty twenty should be in t like just change the title to the games that were ready. <laughs> <laughs> These are the games that were done. Yeah, my game of the year for twenty twenty was furiously refreshing uh, my internet browser on Best Buy's website to try and or, like oh, buy a fucking PlayStation yeah. Five or Series X. That's my game of the year. <laughs> like and I'm that sucks because right nobody wins that game. Yeah, exactly. nobody exactly. God it's damn. one that keeps me coming. I'm on. I'm on my. Except those. Fuckers, I don't know how many runs. Game genie to get theirs right. Well, yeah, but dude, like if you use the Best Buy one, you're like, oh, we have one. It's seventy five miles away. Like, here you go. And then you huh. get to, no, no. That's the worst part. It, it if you expand the radius and you're still like. It, mm -hmm. Within seconds, it'll change, and then by the time you get to that, I'm like, "Oh, your cart's now empty, sold it's out. It's not there yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's sold oh, out." Yeah. I'm like, yeah, "It yeah. was in my cart." <laughs> like, I did, what, dude? I they fucked me. I was on B and H, which I think is like just they sell computer parts. The B and H photography site, dude. They sell computer parts. I don't know why they do. They sell fucking. Ugh. I was trying to get a new Ryzen processor for a PC build, and I was logged in. That place is fucking straight up back alley Newegg. You know that, right? Oh, <laughs> dude, it was so bad. I had I was logged in, had it ready to go. Six o'clock hits, I put it in my cart. That website logged me out, <laughs> and then I had to log <laughs> back in, and it was gone. I was like, you motherfuckers, you did that on purpose. I was uh, ready. I was playing by your rules, and you still fucked me. Oh, man, I don't even Never want to again. get into the... I, I, I went and bought an Intel processor. Fuck it, man. I <laughs> I can do without Ryzen <laughs> for a couple years. It's It's fine. Um, man, I don't even want to get into the whole uh, nonsense that was the uh, the Super 5 uh, fiasco. I don't Which, know if you read it, that. Here's the thing, though. I'm glad that they said, fuck everyone then. I mean, it sucks for the people no, that were I legitimately think, doing it, but scam. to say, you know what? You're going to act like that? Then fuck it. None of you get it. It's like taking a toy away from a child. Well, if you're not going to act right, then you don't get it. I think it's a scam, I, personally. I take your toy away. Oh, you don't think it ever was the thing I don't with? think they got threats at all. I think they got a fat C and D oh, from Sony. Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. I think they got the fattest C and D from Sony. Interesting. Interesting. Ooh. They were gussied up scalpers if you really look at it. Sure. They were not yeah. selling at cost. Oh uh, no. Christ no. It's like fucking taking a Mortal Kombat arcade one up and marking it with Supreme and selling it for a thousand dollars. God yep. damn oh, it. Wait. Oh God wait. damn it. <laughs> yeah, I know that shit uh, actually happened. God damn it. Uh all right. Mm. Let's start the show. Okay.
Fuck, internet boutique bullshit. Oh, Man. dude. I, you know, I'm sorry. I know you guys are talking about limited run all the time and how pissed you get with that kind of stuff. It never hit me until they did that, and I was like, wait a minute. You've crossed the line now. You oh, dude. <laughs> and, like, you know what's funny is I just got Panzer Dragoon, and I'm, like, stoked, and it looks great. Mm. And then they mm. and then they showed off, like, oh, and this is the one for P, uh, PlayStation 4. And it looks just so much better. And I'm like, man, are you really going to convince me to fucking get this game again? Mm. And I, was, I told myself, no. No. I'm not going to do it. Um, I downloaded it on uh, Stadia to check out how it performed. I was curious to see if it would look or otherwise perform better than on Switch. Well, download, sir, I don't believe though. you. Because you don't download stuff from Stadia. That's, yeah, well, you know. I mean, when it works, I, I right? got you, so I'm just being that guy. When it works. Oh, oh I got you. I'm sorry. You, you're Okay, fine. I claimed it. I claimed, claimed it, it, and we can, yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's that's, called? That's, what, that's the I, verbiage that you use. Yes, yes. If you, are a, if you have a pro okay. membership, you claim the pro games. Sure. And then Google only takes it away from you when you're not a subscriber anymore, and they're like, "Please don't, please don't go." Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just stay. Shut um, up, Google. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had Google, Google everything in my house. Now my Chromecast is trying. Oh, that's damn it. That's hilarious. Um, no, be careful with that stuff, man. That's never affected me on a podcast till now. I gotta watch what I say. Um, that's funny. That well, funny. I, you know what though, like shortages and availability and just overall like reliability for products or services were not limited to uh boutique affairs in in, in this previous in like this most mm-hmm. recent year oh, like no. oh man it just fucking getting anything but you know what like i was able to get quite a bit done i was actually just telling ed how um i got after waiting for over a year uh, that I got my Jaguar game drive. I just mm-hmm. don't have my second Jaguar in my hand yet. So, like, I got to wait until I can get that. Um, and I know that sounds silly, and I've already explained it. I'll, I'll have to explain it at a future what's in your console, which we'll get together. Um, yes. No, I've got I've got quite a load of little handy-dandy bullshit here that I'm getting through, but I'm at, I'm near the tail end of this wild snake ride of a, an endeavor that I fucking went on because, man... And and even then, and then I like I told Andrew, yeah, sure, throw Stadium on it, man, please. I'd, I'm, sure, like, one more cable, why not? Yeah, thanks, uh, dude. Well, it, at this point, right? Yeah. Well, like even then, I so I'm still waiting on stuff that I was supposed to get. I'm still waiting on Paprium and just more of that nonsense. I, I'm trying to work a, a thing out with um, friend of the show and and friend in real life, uh, Francis of Hey Poor Player. Uh, where we're going to do a, a watermelon game special where we're going to talk about their only two releases and how, like, you would, I don't know. It's it's just wild because I don't know if I've ever, I, I mean, I've shared this before with you guys, how, like, their, that Sega cart, like, I'll never plug it into my Genesis again because it fried my Genesis. Um, oh. I got oh, the ROM. Like the um, Pure Solar thing? Yeah, Pure Solar fried my Genesis, but I had, wow. um, okay. well, because the voltage on the cart isn't, outputted correctly so it gradually fucks up your genesis until so like it's fine it's all taken care of i now have the rom on a mega everdrive and then i bought it on dreamcast so and like i don't even know why i did that (laughs) so like i that's like i said so there's that um there's the polymega and then i almost pulled the plug to like or pulled the trigger on um 
pre-ordering uh, pre-ordering a Atari VCS, but I'm still gonna kind of watch on that one because that's is that a GameStop exclusive? <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> I heard it was. That's fucked up. I think, I think so. It, it, well, right now it's going exclusively to the backers and like everybody's like either it, dude. It's just a little Linux PC. That's that's all it fucking is. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm I'm not. Uh... I'm not really uh, on board with the uh, the entire thing, so unless it's like a hundred bucks, then I'm probably not going to get it. Uh, no, it's are you kidding? It's, it's no. five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like PlayStation Five money, which is exactly why I'm not buying it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, but it, it could hit a hundred bucks when it doesn't sell. Yeah, there's that. Um, Paprium, my my copy showing up sometime in April, so I'm just gonna wait on that and see and so far uh, I have to endure the anxiety of whether or not it will work on my Genesis because it does not work on every single Genesis it actually Mm. does something that's really fucking stupid and it's not even funny like it's meant to be a troll and it's not even funny Um, also the fact fact that it doesn't work uh... on the same one wait what the troll is that it doesn't work on all the systems no the troll is that when you first boot it up, it plays a choppy 8-bit rendition of the game. Oh. And then you think that, what? You have to power cycle the game twice for it, and then to flash that practical joke of a little game out, and then you get the actual game. It's, Good Lord. It, I will say it's a technical marvel uh. to Sega Genesis. It's insane, but also uh, to Ed's point, I think he was about to make it will not work on any clone hardware. Yeah, I was gonna say um, the um, mm-hmm. Mega SG won't play it. Won't, won't play um, it. Yeah, the Polymega won't play it. The Hyperkin won't play it. I mean, the Hyperkin didn't play Pure Solar either. Um, but it's because it uses custom chips. It's weird, dude. Like that thing. Like the more I read up on it, um. Like, I, when we do get it, like I said, I'm going to do a review and I'm going to try to do, like, I want to do a little video special with Francis because I've never seen somebody in the span of 10 it's years. It's packaged like udon noodles. It's fucked. Ooh. Man. Yeah. But I've, I've never seen somebody in a span of 10 years, like, just, like, be such, so loyal to a brand, so loyal to, like, something do a reverse, like a complete 180 and absolutely turn on the, like, like he will never do any, he will never get involved in anything watermelon again. Fuck. Well, there's a whole story about that, dude. Like, I, I think we talked about it before the, the launch party, the fucking laughable launch party on a yacht where like things didn't even work right. And it was just a weird shitty PCB of a game that was supposed to be finished. I we're, we're, yeah, we're sidetracking. It's okay. uh. Yeah, this year, this most recent year has just been fucking weird for a lot of different reasons. But yeah, uh, artificial availability, um, it is the worst. Yeah, I, and the, I can and only unfortunately, hope... I think the new tariffs aren't going to make anything easier now going forward. I'm sorry, the new what? Tariffs. There's oh, tariffs God. that went into effect at the beginning of the year. They're going to make a lot of electronics uh, harder to get. Well, I was reading up on... At at least PC parts, for sure. PC parts definitely are going to be hard to get. So I don't know about consoles, but since all these consoles, the new ones at least, have PC parts in them, like, they are all, like, dedicated, you know, Mm -hmm. AMD processors and, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I am... I was trying to check out what, like, what was going on with the EU and, like, how, like, and it immediately changed up some of the shipping practices of a lot of... uh, 
businesses, mm-hmm. but one in particular, well, the one that um, uh, sponsors Bullet Heaven. I was trying to see how it was affecting retro gaming cables because there is a cable I'm still trying to fucking get. Oh yeah, and its availability is still nowhere to be found. So like, I'm kind of mm-hmm. bummed on it. Um, but anyway, how are you all feeling? Like, I are, are we all feeling ready to? To dive in into the one little luxury, the one little piece of escape that we've had in this fucking uh, little little hellstorm of a of a celestial cycle. I was gonna make a real dark joke, but I think I'll save it for Ooh, after the cast. Yeah, mine was gonna talk about scooping up cat excrement from a litter box, but yeah, I'm glad neither one of us went there. Yeah. So good, good, good. I'm We're on glad. The same page. Like we're all of like mind. Like yeah. Yeah, just like I don't know. We're, we're I want to go we're, back we're, and we're, listen to the first ep- episode of Press Pause Radio when all three of us were together. And you know what? Listening to the changes in our voice between then and now, it's probably gonna be like night and day. Oh my goodness! I hope not, man. I hope I have the same <sighs> like just very seductive, gravelly voice I've always had. <laughs> <laughs> like it's got it. it yeah, it, it has this magnetic droll that like just pulls you in. I really try. Mm. I try and make it like liquid on the microphone. That's that's how I'm trying to <laughs> do like, my dude, like <laughs> fucking mic. like like velvety chocolate, dude. Mm. Like yes. velvety chocolate. Yes. I'm, so I'm like sure it. our sound quality probably wasn't great. We didn't have like good microphones back then. Oh, <laughs> I've just, just accepted that I always sound like some dude that shows up at a frat party he wasn't invited to that's trying to offer you quaaludes. Like I've accepted that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm for it. I'm whatever. I don't care. Like I can only imagine as I get older, it will. But like I'm like I'm still that same dude. But like now I've got like mortgage payments that I'm sure. like, worried yeah. about or some shit. Responsibilities. At, at first I was like, no, 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 don't say that. And then you you, you kept elaborating, and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I've just always thought George would be the guy that starts playing Wonderwall at a at a festive <laughs> gathering. But I don't know. Do, oh. you, do, do you play guitar, George? I I do, but oh, okay. I have not. Oh, we got to start a band. No, I'd be that guy. That would ironically just play Brain Stew from Green Day. I'm like, watch this, guys. (laughs) We'd all laugh about it. Oh, fucking Christ. Um, Can you play Keyboard Toast? No, not at all. I am not musically inclined at all. Well, there goes our dreams and aspirations. I'm sorry. Yeah. There we go, man. Way to fuck it up. I might be able to get you a little bit of hot cross buns on the recorder, but that's Oh, yes. Let's do that. That's about all you get from me. (laughs) I'll rock it out on the drums. We're set. I've yes. been playing. I, I've I've been playing that fuser though, and that's gonna come up in my uh, top five. Just a little uh, spoiler okay. for you. Okay. But yeah, I, I could DJ if it's like in an actual harmonics game. You know, I could maybe do that for you. So Hell yeah. yeah, let's let's roll into that. So sure. for those who are unfamiliar about the dynamic for our golden zonkeys and how, and how we run the show, uh, in this iteration, much like the, the model that we've adopted for uh, some of the more recent golden zonky specials that we've done in, in years past. Uh, each of us, we're going to go ahead and select our top five games of release within the year 2020, uh, in which case thereafter we will all collectively uh, decide upon a uh, top game of the year that we feel was like the best representation uh, of video games within said year uh, out of uh, all of not necessarily all our picks, but within the year itself. Um, I mean, we, we have a little bit of flexibility on it, but rest assured, it's generally going to be one of the games we already talked about. So um, we all take turns, and I think what we're going to do, make it uh, a little bit easier for the flow, is 
for this year, instead of each of us going through our top fives and then switching off, mm-hmm. we're going to do it in rounds. So gotcha. I, want, I want you to go and give me your top five. I want Ed to give me his top five. I'm like sorry. all five it's or just number fi- five? Number five, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I want to I, I give me your fifth pick. Yeah. Ed gives me his fifth pick. I'll go on my fifth pick, and then we'll move on to round four until okay. we each. So I think that way it kind of keeps everything fresh. and Because ours kind of like, if at any point ours kind of double up in the category of the top five, then we can just say, well, we already talked about it. You yeah. know, like we don't have to reiterate on it too much. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. So we haven't really tried that before, so I think, I think it'd be fair. really neat to try. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm sticking new to year, New year, fo- new format. Let's do this. I mean, it's not. I think it's just a new way to do something we we're already doing. It's not entire. I mean, we definitely we're still have doing it. Yeah, and we spent the last year or so streamlining a lot, and I think this is definitely a good direction that we're going in. We're just trying. I to make was it just trying for... to cheaply brand something. Easier. <laughs> you do <laughs> oh, <laughs> do what now? Dude. Do what now? <laughs> cheaply brand it. It's like you know, uh... a little tagline here and there. You know, I'm I'm quick on my feet, but I don't think things through very very. Uh, I don't think things through very well before it happens. You're too quick for me. That's for my, sure. My cunning plans don't always. Don't oh yeah, dude, always, you're not. Uh, you're not in the best company. We we yeah. are. <laughs> you are wasting yeah. your talents on. Us. Yeah, man. We are. We are not as quick witted as you, sir. Oh. All right. Hmm. Andrew, what is your fifth pick for best games of 2020 Golden Zonkeys? Sure. My number five. This is the one I didn't play a lot of, but I will give it credit because I think that it's in a genre that didn't have anything (laughs) in 2020, Uh, and that's going to be Doom Eternal. And, uh, yeah, I played a lot of Doom, the the. I mean, is it Doom Four? Like, like what? What are we calling we, that? It's been okay. So it's called. It's it's essentially just Doom. It's just Doom. That, it, yeah, it's a facing like self-titled eponymous like trend that every franchise goes through, whether mm-hmm. it's a band or media or anything. Where it's yeah. just like, oh, it's just it's so it's basically considered Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Just like um, Sonic yeah. Six was a thing, but and obviously not as it's so uh, good. Yeah. It, it's so funny that you. Choose that because that's also my mm. my fifth pick. But did you play a lot of it? Because I didn't get to play a whole lot of it, just because. I played a like, good chunk of it, but then I bounced off. Well, so like I I, I picked it up um right before like I remember buying it because it, it went on sale, and I was hesitant to buy it at full price because I really did like 2016 Doom, but I was like, ah, eh, there's a lot coming out. I already spent a shit ton on like getting Last of Us and all these other games that had come out in the summer. I was like, I really don't, you know, I, I can wait. Well, I find it funny because do you remember how much you liked Doom 2016? I initially no, like I did like it, but it took me a while to come around to it. Really? Yeah. Because, um, what was I gonna say? Um, I believe 
I could have sworn we chose it as our Golden Zonkey of the Year, did we not? I don't think so. What year would it have been, though? 2016? You sure it wasn't? Yeah. Um, well, we can always go back and look. It was not. No, that was for... Okay, we chose it as our best shooting game. That's Which is fair. Which is fair, yeah. yeah. And that's the same, same reason why I would categorize it in the top five this year. It is the only, in my opinion, good game to come out for a first-person shooter. And, and I think that that game, that franchise, is doing that genre like the justice it needs because you know like we had halo that was supposed to drop this year and then it got pushed back and like at this point i feel like i don't need to wait for halo i got doom right here waiting you know and that, that's kind of how i feel about it. like i've been a big halo fan for a long long time and I'm, I'm constantly waiting for the next halo to come out and i was kind of soured on five and didn't really dive into the other halo centric stuff like the you know uh halo wars or any of that kind of stuff i just like the shooters and so for me to be kind of like I'm waiting around for Halo to come out and then for it not to happen, I was like, you know what, screw it then. Uh, like Doom should be the torchbearer going forward. It shouldn't be Halo, in my opinion, because I think Halo has had a lot of goodwill that's been kind of squandered. And I think that for a first-person shooter to really do the genre justice, I think Doom, it's software, I think they're doing that right now. Now, granted, it can't be as mm, widely... Like, I, I, as a collective, like, they can't all be able to play Doom. I get it because it's very mature-oriented. It's very violent. Uh, but I, I just feel like that's that's where the genre should be right now, or at least that's, that's what they're doing well for the genre currently. Because um, I've obviously, like, fallen off of Call of Duty and games like that, like, from a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if I, it's not... If, I mean, at this point, for me, if it's not Titanfall, then... There's nothing. Well, it's funny that you bring up Titanfall because you here's know? the thing. Where I think a lot of us really applauded um, what made Doom 2016 so special is that mm-hmm. it, it definitely had this fresh approach to like just agency and movement in a shooting game and, and like the dynamic evolved with like the fact that you're not just moving around strafing and shooting. You're like blasting, meleeing, dodging, platforming, like, weird platforming never, stuff too. Yeah, you're platforming. <laughs> but wild. like even even in firefights, you mm-hmm. are constantly in a state of movement. You are like even like the elements of parkour and how sure. they did that all within the perspective of first person and in doing so to where it was intuitive, it was easy to like play and felt it, good. It was easy to pick up. Felt great. It was difficult to master. Um yeah. and it just had such a like fresh, engaging feeling, like to the point where like it still like lingered with you, and it had an impact. It had an impact mm-hmm. on all the other contemporary shooting releases, and it changed how uh, developers looked at what people wanted out of first-person games for their for their first-person shooters and what what could be done with them. So now we're at a point where. They, you can, you can argue that like Doom 2016 really was the pioneer behind us, and you have games like Titanfall 2, Apex Legends, and and even like to the effect of Overwatch and stuff like that, where they've really just they've advanced and and kind of built on this foundation of frenetic gunplay and just over the top over the top strategies and and weapon choices and loadouts and what you can do and how you can play and and just the fact that everything never stops moving and 
it's kind of already been done almost, I don't want to say to death, but it's, it's just so to the point where it's no longer fresh. So like mm-hmm. now we have eternal where like you kind of like everybody had this expectation and like to me, like it really, like I definitely got those same vibes, but then as I kept playing more and more, I was just like, you know, this just isn't grabbing me as much like it. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what it is. Like there's something about it that doesn't feel as refined. Which is not it like like I don't that's the one thing I will say about like the pacing of how it introduces the, the like the gory kills to that like bring you more adrenaline and uh, give you access to more super kill finishers and also add to your uh, ammunition and your health. Yeah. Doom Eternal kind of predicates that like you already are familiar with it and like I chose the the standard difficulty like I like I went like kind of balls deep and I'm like oh yeah I'll I'll, I'll go with like hurt me plenty like <laughs> I I've I've done yeah. this before yeah and its difficulty curve is like so erratic but mostly steep only because it's a it kind of operates on the fact that like you like. It, it did not in any way, shape, or form acclimate you into, like, we're doing this, but now we're doing it on a whole nother level to new players. Like, it, it kind of just throws so much shit at the wall that even returning players are kind of overwhelmed. Mm. And it just it's just hard. Like, and at some point, when I did get the hang of its rhythm and I, and I was able to play the way the game wanted me to play, I don't know. There's something about it to where, like, I it, it felt a little stagnant. Like, I just knew, like, all right, I have to go after these big dudes like in 2016 i felt like i went after whoever was in front of me was around me and then like if i could flank or do it again like i it was very instinctive mm-hmm. like that's that's a perfect word for it it was just insanely instinctive and it played to the strengths of the player that was like engaged with the game eternal on the other hand is very formulaic like i i see who's like in the mob encounter and like i already have like a strategy going in because it's the most effective one is that kind of because you had the experience of playing 2016 doom that you've kind of been acclimated to it and you kind of know instinctively Uh, what to do now i went back and played it and Uh like while i knew what to do i felt like i had more freedom to do kind of like what felt natural versus kind of like following along like even then like uh, like I'll give Eternal credit. Like it, it really ups the level design, like almost to a fault, because there are mm-hmm. times where it gets way too ambitious with the level design, and then yeah. like I, I'm, I'm almost lost. I'm like, how the fuck am I getting lost? <laughs> and in a first person a... shooter. <laughs> yeah, where well, yeah. not. I mean, you can get lost in a first person shooter, like the darkness. I'll never forget like how fucking confusing those map layouts are. But like in a game like Doom, where it's very much point A to point B. But like right. that's the thing, Eternal, like like taking everything up to 11 because of all the secrets which i like that they it's kind of expanded it's a that. nod to old school doom yeah right but sure, they, sure. like and that was in 2016 but they like expanded the fuck out of it like where you really take the offbeaten path like you if there's a cliff that you don't think you can jump off of but you know fuck it try it it's like straight up mario brothers oh there was an invisible wall and i just landed on this uh-huh. platform out of sight yep. and like some of those gotcha moments were really like jump eh, puzzles. whatever I I just I think what it is is like I don't think Bethesda really understood what made 2016 so appealing. They yeah, just... and, and I think a lot of it too. Like if you go back now and like a few years from now, go back and think, okay, these Doom games, like if they do like you know gear up for another Doom game, 
I think 16 is going to have way more of a reverence and more of a fond, like, wow, that was something. And I just eternal, I feel like they're going to be like, yeah, it was okay. I just don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like they really, like, lightning doesn't strike twice. Like, they, they couldn't, like, no. take what they did well at 16 and just say, okay, we're going to repurpose that for a new one. Like, it doesn't work that way. You have I to... think there's been too much time that passed because, like yeah, I said, yeah. other developers did take that, like, well, they took that ball and they ran with it. Absolutely. They took notice of what they could do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, and, like, I don't know. I, I think about it, too, because, like, I'm, I'm imagining Ed is kind of, like, I know you're following along and whatnot, but if we, if we really, like, if we put you in a position where, like, you had to play one of these games, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'd push for you to play 2016. Sure. Just because... Oh, probably, yeah. And, yeah, and you can get it pretty much anything now. Like, it'll fucking run on... Although, you know, I will say that... It'll the, run on uh, Switch. <laughs> The memes, uh, the 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 memes that came out of uh, the uh, the simultaneous launch with Animal Crossing were pretty good. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Holy shit! Isabel shotgun training, hell yeah! I like it. Oh, dude, I just love that. Like, uh, like they just kept him at Doom guy. He's just Doom yeah. guy. Yeah, like, even <laughs> and it, like. And in like continuing that legacy of like strong stoic male leads who don't fuck like Doom Guy doesn't fuck, mm-hmm. so like it's fine. Like Kiryu Cosma doesn't fuck, Doom Guy doesn't fuck. Bring on Master Chief. Bring doesn't. on the strong muscle dudes who just like do, do that. Do not plow. That do not and, get this. And, and we and I found out this past year from a Polygon video. Master Chief, his suit does not jack him off. So. No, it's yeah. just, it's very careful, like, there's a, there's a structured mechanism that allows him to go ahead and, and make, uh, little Johns and big Johns out of his, uh, little, little keister hole, but, like, that's it. Now, it could be argued as to whether or not that fuels the regenerative pop- uh, properties of his shield, but, like, the jury's out on that one. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. Yeah, they've, like, they've, I don't know. They've not discussed that in the books. I don't know if it's canon or not. I so. just, I, I don't know. If, if you Shout out to Game Theory. If, if you guys want to, like, look into that, fucking, that's my Game Theory. Like, hmm. uh, Master Chief's poop is what allows him to regain his uh, energy shields for defense. It's kind of like, like a one-segmented uh, human centipede. Yeah, mm. somewhat like I mean I that's a great direction. You, you, you I was are, going in the direction self, of Doc Brown's like it's like, like s- trash yeah uh, <laughs> technology to fuel the DeLorean. Only like in, instead of that, it was your like your own human waste. Like I'm just making my own trash. Like you're it's, using Taco Bell wrappers. I'm using what I got out of Taco Bell. Like that that sort yeah. of exchange. It's like a it's um, like a self centipede. <laughs> so just this, just a centipede. <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> uh man <laughs> you mean a centipede anyway, yes i i mean so yeah i i don't have much more to add for yeah. Doom eternal myself yeah um, i i think it, i think it was it deserves to be on a list but i you know i need to still play more of it i myself. i have not had the pleasure of checking out D- a doom 2016 on the switch though i hear there's some hear interesting it. concessions i hear it runs i mean that's uh, yeah all you that's can really it yeah there's it. some interesting concessions but i cannot yeah. I cannot wait for the fucking Microsoft PowerPoint slideshow that that fucking port of Eternal is going to be uh, on Switch hardware. Yeah, it's probably not going to be as bad as you think, because um, 2016 still runs at a solid 30 FPS. Hmm. Do you, have you played on Switch? No, but I've seen like you know direct feed footage. 
I, mm. I honestly think, Ed, when you get the chance, you should totally pick it up and play it. Like, yeah, I think I out mean, of the sh- it, shooters... It's, it's, it's dumb fun. It's gotta be cheap soon, right? It, so, yeah, uh, 20, 20 well, bucks, not even, maybe. No, I'm talking about 2016. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. I mean, it's, I it's Eternal now. gone sale, too. Eternal goes on sale all the time. Yeah. I got it for soups cheap. You Okay, real real quick, before we jump into your uh, fifth pick. Yeah. Um, You, you finally made the the dive into an Xbox One at the very least, correct? I did not. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, uh, I've i got a, a very competent PC that's as close to Xbox as I got. Mm. I mean, I, screw it, dude. Well, yeah, of course, you're Game Pass controller. now, so who, who cares? Do Game Pass, and it's fine. Yeah, and, that's what was, cause that's what yeah. I was going to say. Uh, Games Pass, like, I, I when you do, because I, I believe I recall you're like, oh, I'll just do Series X considering it's all like it's fucking insanely backwards compatible which yeah. you know yeah if um, i can find one right right but yeah. when you do um yeah definitely um grab yeah. up on games pass uh, and and, and that's the thing it. like game pass is a very big draw because like i have no desire to seek out and buy what is considered a quote unquote triple a game in today's day, like the kind of games that are coming out today are sort of not my cup of tea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with very rare exception, and like the Xbox, doubly so. I didn't even I didn't get an Xbox One at all. I've been PlayStation only since uh, last gen. Well, you'll be pleased to know that I found out because we had that question before the backwards compatibility. Um, the Series X, if the game is region free, it will also boot on the Series X. Oh, okay, yeah. So there most a lot of them are region locked. That's the ones that I wanted to know about. But uh, mm. you know, I mean, there's a good selection of ones that uh, will run regardless. So so, but like I think what it was, and I didn't finish reading. I think if you if, like similar to the Switch, if you change the region, um, it may in fact be able to affect its ability to run. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll again, see what happens. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what what did you pick for number five? So my number five is um, totally different than what you might expect. It's it's actually a physical Game Boy release um, that was uh, released earlier this year from uh, First Press Games. It's called Tobu Tobu Girl Deluxe, and um, I'm excited to hear about this because like there was either there was two Game Boy games that released. There was that and Dragonborn. So Tobu so. Tobu Girl is awesome. Uh, it's it's exactly the kind of game that you would expect of the Game Boy. Very easy to pick up and play. It respects your time. Um, it also, in more ways than one, too. Not only is it uh, is it a, a respectful game for your time in its basic structure, it also like uh, eschews the idea of lives as a thing, so you can constantly retry it without having to navigate through game over screens. And uh, having to go through the title and then back into the uh, the gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I've always kind of wondered, like you know, throughout the years, why don't they just let you try as as many times as you want? Um, you know, if you're making your way through the game, because otherwise it's just a complete waste of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm glad they went with that sort of route. Um, super simple game. All you do in this game is uh, you're, you're uh, jumping on top of enemies to reach a certain goal in the sky. Mm-hmm. To get to the next area, um, but every st- the stage is completely randomly generated every single time, so there's no set way to do it. It's different uh, in ways that uh, if you don't like, you can have a basic skill, but uh, there's no way to memorize everything in the game. So 
But uh, you're going it, up? Yeah, you're always going up. So kind of reminds me of Snow Brothers. A little, well, not really. Snow Brothers is a, is different in that it's uh, a stage by stage. Like every stage has its own dedicated map, and uh-huh. uh, uh, you, you clear them one after another. This one has like five stages. Which oh. the, the deluxe version has one more stage than the regular version, and um, you know it has added uh, added graphics and slightly uh, slightly better um, uh, performance. Uh, over the, but each stage uh, the is randomized. So when you do a five-stage run, so it's it's technically like a roguelike almost, a roguelike platformer. No, no, no. Uh, every stage, once you clear a stage, you can just go to the next stage in the menu. But right? didn't you say that the level layout changes? Like it does, it's never yeah. the same. Le- so yeah, that's a, like a. I mean, every time you play it, it's different. But uh, every time you, uh, but you can go to the next stage without having to go through the first stage again. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So uh, of the five stages that are there, like once you clear one, the, the next one opens up and then you can just select it at any time. And there's five of those. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, music is super good. I think it's uh, composed by someone by the name of Potato Tan, which uh, they did an Ooh. excellent job of the chip tune. Um, presentation is top notch. Um, the copy that we got, it was uh, packaged in a... Uh, a Japanese style box, so it's smaller, uh, a little thicker too. It was uh, similar to the ones that they uh, made for the uh, Game Boy Color games with battery packs in them. And when I say battery packs, like the battery compartments, you know the um, uh, like, like the ones Pokemon like uh, Pinball. Pokemon Pinball, the the Rumble Pack there, yeah. Pokemon Pinball and Perfect Dark. Yeah. Do you remember Perfect Dark and the fucking Game Boy Color with its own <laughs> built-in Rumble Pack? They uh, they made many more of them in Japan though. Yeah, it's so. it's weird. I mean, not to sidebar too much, but like, if there's like one like gaming convention that I could really do without, and I was like such a big fan of like growing up, I do not give a shit about uh, rumble feedback or tactile feedback or vibration on my controllers. Yeah, and sometimes it's a pain in the ass to be honest. Man, yeah, that Astro Astro on PS5 is pretty cool though. I. I have yet to hold a goddamn it was PS5 really cool. controller to feel that haptic feedback, but like it was kind of cool. I don't know the uh, the HD rumble in the Switch annoys the shit out of me. But but what what about when you're playing One Two Switch, Ed? But I don't play One Two. <laughs> I, well, I, I bought One Two Switch. Why do you own a Switch? And I traded One Two Switch, <laughs> having never played One Two Switch. Damn it! I've yet to like grab one two switch, but it's one of those like that and arms. It'll never go down in price. Yeah, so, yeah. and it was just fucking dumb because arms, man, arms, arms is cool. I it got is. arms for free. I played the because... demo and I liked it, and I was like, but why? Like, I can get Mario Kart on sale, but I can't get arms on sale. When I was okay. when I was working at EB Games, I yeah. hosted a an arms tournament nice. by sacrificing my time and using my switch, and they gave me a free copy of Arms to do it. Well, hey, there you go. That's something. So, yeah, uh, it's a it's a decent game. But yeah, getting back to Toby Toby Girl, I think the thing that really makes me love this game is that it sort of evokes the right type of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You're playing on a Game Boy or whatever method you want to. Like, if you can do Super Game Boy, it's got Super Game Boy support, which is kind of cool. Wow. Um, it's got Game Boy Color support as well, so uh, you know, full color palette when you're playing on like a Game Boy Player or on a Game Boy Color. They really kind of thought of every option, really. They did, yeah. That's, I, that's cool. That's that's awesome. 
And I mean, there was an original Game Boy release of this without any of these accoutrements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it, they sent one of those along too, and apparently there's only like a hundred of those in existence. So I thought that was really neat. Wow. But um, yeah, the uh, the deluxe version, it really does think of everything. And the, the, the style of gameplay it is and the fact that it is in, you know, the Game Boy form factor, uh, you can play it on an original system. There's no issues with, uh, you know, the game booting up. But does uh, it have its own Super Game Boy border? It does. What the fuck? Yes, Ooh. it does. Fuck that. So, oh, all right. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I just... It kicks ass. Sold. <laughs> So, uh, and I mean, so it even funny. comes with the kind of inserts too. Like it, it has a plastic tray that holds the cartridge, its own little clamshell case, comes with a poster. This one came with a soundtrack, for God's sake. I, I get um, what you mean, though. I it's... like when I think of like 16 bit games that like, uh, like that remind me of like playing in a on a rainy day when you're like by yourself secluded. Yeah. Like I think of Umihari Kawase. Like, like quirky little games like that, when you think of it, it evokes like a very specific time in your life. Exactly. So, I like that. I can get behind that. Mm. I, I mean, I got my first Game Boy when I was, I think I was uh, nine years old. Had a paper route. I'm sure to violated all kinds of labor laws <laughs> at the time. But uh, I was a dedicated worker and I bought my own Game Boy. And uh, that's that's kind of where it transported me to, those kind of simple games from when I was, I uh, from when I was single digit age. My first Game Boy games were... Uh, Super Mario Land 2 and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Follow the Foot Clan. Oh, yeah. Which, goddamn, that game I have that does still. not get enough love. Um, Mine were uh, obviously Tetris, but I had the original Super Mario Land. And that game, I, fixed, I love it. I'd never played it until uh, uh, until later on on a, on a school field trip back when the... Um, when the Game Boy Color was released, that's when I played Super Mario Land. It's so weird. Like, I worked my way backwards. I <laughs> played 2, and then I played Wario, and I never went back to... And I would look at it. I always looked at it in magazines. I'm just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, And then like, I, I realized, like, oh, no, this is really quirky, and it's got a really good soundtrack. Shmup, shmup stages and everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, yeah. that... Uh, um. So that's... Dude, and, and thank you. I totally forgot that that released last year i could have sworn it released earlier but i know like you said it's been uh something that's been advanced on and and worked on and whatnot um, yeah hmm. all right so yeah toba toba um, girl, girl deluxe i think actually no they just announced uh, first press games just announced a new collection that has uh that has all of these nifty little uh little bits and bobs to it uh in a new um form factor so uh, you can get a uh, a big box collector's edition of this very game. I think it's available for pre-order at this very moment at uh, firstpress.com. That's the one thing that, like, I'm all about, like, these new, like, I've I've got sucked in Atari age, and I'm getting, like, all these homebrews for the Jag and then the uh, 5200, and then I grab some stuff for the ColecoVision, and then, like, I've got a bunch of homebrews for the NES, and now, like, because of what I mentioned earlier with uh, Watermelon, I'm just so paranoid that like they that the correct attention and care has not been put into the production of these carts, and yeah. then like they will fucking fry my system. Um, but luckily, for the most part, aside from that one instance, and I mean like, dude, that was t- 2010 for Pure Solar. I mean, I I don't know the 
anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 I totally got back into the homebrew scene too, but I got into it with the Jaguar. So, okay. um, uh, I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. Who knows that that might be the year. The Jaguar is nigh for 2021, <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, 20, 25 years too late. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, let's go to, uh, round four for mm-hmm. our fourth picks. Uh, Andrew, what was your fourth pick? Yeah, so my number, number four, four is Fuser. Uh, this is a game that came out from Harmonix a little late in the year. Uh, so, like, this game, okay, so I know, like, Harmonix, obviously their only thing is, like, rhythm-based games, and we are far, far from the days of Rock Band and, uh, you know, the, the, the party game, the music party game. Um, and I still cling to it, like, with both arms. Like, I, I really liked Rock Band a lot. And uh, I also liked something they came out with a few years ago called Drop Mix. This was a board game they did that eventually was clearance at <laughs> Toys R Us before Toys R Us closed. Uh, I, and I so regret not grabbing Drop Mix because now, sure. have you seen what it resells for now? I have not. It's not cool. Well, and and I was on I was on a tear of getting like packs, promo, exclusive cards, and all that shit back in the day too. Um, So I was big on Drop Mix, and I liked the concept of it, but it was very clunky. Like you had to have an app on your mobile device or your i Mm. you know your tablet, and uh, it just is clunky. Sometimes cards like they wouldn't register right away. Sure, sure. Like, but 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 a cool idea. But obviously, yeah, like not something that the masses are gonna really want to pick up and play. But I, I really appreciated how ambitious it was, and it worked. Like, when it actually worked, it was incredible. Uh, same goes with Fuser. Like, when it works, it's seamless. Like, all the stuff they're doing in the background to make these things, like all the songs and the sounds and the different kinds of, like, you know, parts of the song to work together almost seamlessly is amazing mm-hmm. to me. Because uh, you can put in some, like, junk songs and be like, that's going to sound like horseshit. And you do, and it's like, oh, this is Brad Paisley and Salt and Peppa, and it fucking works. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, but it works. Uh, <laughs> now, the only thing I will say about this game, and with any harmonics game, anyone that's had a rock band or something like that, they'll know it's a money grab. Like, you get a decent amount of songs with the just core release of the game, but then you would have had to buy either the, they call it the VIP version of the game for like, you know, 80 bucks at the time. Uh, to get more songs, and they sell songs a la carte, so you can buy additional songs. So it is a money grab in that sense, but the the core of the game is still pretty good. There's some real weird weird song selections, but that's what they do. Like they just kind of bring in like a bunch of random genres or random songs. Um, but it it does work really well. But the only thing I will say about it is I think it's the game, the party game that I wanted in 2020 because we couldn't play party games. Right, like you couldn't get together with a bunch of people and play games like you normally would. So to have stuff like this, Jackbox games, things you can play kind of remotely, I I, I think will be good in the short term. I think as we get out of this, hopefully soon, and we go back to a normalcy of doing things with other people, this game probably won't have much to stand on because it doesn't have a lot of multiplayer options locally. It's all just cross-play right now. Um, so that's the only thing I have that is going against it right now. But for now, in the times that we're living in now, the now times, I think it works oh, yeah. very well. The Polaroid is still raging far and fast. So I um, uh, I wonder if maybe there's like an AI algorithm that puts it all together. 
It has to, man, because the way they will like take parts of the song. So like, and it, it's really like I haven't gotten into the real like deep mechanics of the campaign where you're like synchronizing the drops of different beats and doing a lot of the DJ stuff. But to like take the keyboard of bad guy or whatever and taking like the guitar track from killing in the name of and taking the lyrics from you know some random like you know 70s disco song like it it does it takes those it separates those individual parts and kind of blends them together but i think that you're right i think it's all doing that in the background somehow i really don't know how like there's this youtube video that i saw fairly recently and you can Mm -hmm. look this up this is pretty crazy stuff Mm -hmm. there's um this video this guy did where it starts off with Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up and it plays up until a certain point in the song and then it lets an AI take over to figure out what the, what they what it thinks the song should be from there. Okay. And the results are pretty amazing. Are they close? Well, no. They're they're vastly different, but they're in the same style and they sometimes go in places that you wouldn't expect. I just feel it's kind of like the old, like, Guile theme goes with everything. It's like the same kind of concept, you know? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> holy like, crap. I wonder what it would be like, like to the, put that there's in just, there. There's just universal truths in life. One is the Guile theme goes with everything. That's got to be done now. Someone's got to do that. I, I someone, hope they have. Someone out there has to apply that AI parameter to Guile's theme. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel a little bad because, funny enough, um, former contributor to Press Pause Radio... Uh, Alyssa Magaloon, her partner, Robbie Russell, is uh, QA at Harmonix. So mm-hmm. he's gone on uh, at length about Fuser at times. And, like, I try to kind of follow along. But, like, it, it weirdly didn't get a whole lot of press. Like, it, like I, I feel like it got, like, some uh, buildup and some coverage. Yeah. But then with everything going on, it definitely got lost in the shuffle. And, like, it, sure. was, it was always a curiosity. But, like, I'm happy to hear that, like, so you feel like it's an evolution of like the mechanics that were introduced in drop mix only just with a way less clunky interface. Like we're it, it is this peripheral and app. It is drop mix for the masses because I think you had to commit a lot to get drop mix to get something out of that. Mm-hmm. And I think with this, it's, it's flawless. Like you can get this game and you can oh, yeah, pick it up. Drop mix was just like glorified microtransactions at one point, which I'm, I'm to, not to, 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 to I'm buy the packs and user. stuff. Of course. Absolutely. Which, you know, that's more of a, I think what Hasbro, I think was in on that. If I had to guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like this is very intuitive. Like they will, and it's all color coded to your controller. So I'm playing on the Xbox S, uh, Series S, and like it's it's mapped out to the controller to where this track is the A button or green, this track is the X button or blue, and it's all color coded for you. So it's very intuitive. It's very easy to like get into the base mechanics of it. But then as you go through the campaign, you start getting into more of the specifics. It's kind of like how DJ Hero was, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. DJ Hero, you could understand the tracks and be like, okay, I know what I'm doing in the tracks. But then to, like, sync up things, to crossfade, and do all this other stuff was very difficult to comprehend. And that's kind of the easy-to-learn, hard-to-master it. It aspect fun. of it. It was dumb. No, yeah. You didn't like, that? You didn't like DJ Hero? We, you know we we don't like DJ Hero. I don't. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak <laughs> ill of I didn't want to bring up harsh memories. Um, I have yet uh, to try the DJ Hero controller for shmups. Oh, go to your local Ooh. thrift store. I'm sure you oh, can I've find got it among one. other Yeah, Goodwill, I'm sure we have plenty of them. Absolutely. Yeah, I got one for Dirt Chief at EB. Sure, sure. But yeah, so I I think that, like you said, George, it's unfortunate that it kind of like got lost in the shuffle, but 
you know, Harmonix is still doing it. Like they're still making these games, hell or high water. They are going to do these kinds of games. So you can't di- like you can't discourage them from well, doing. I mean, no, and they're the this best. Kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it will absolutely. Um, I absolutely think that, and they have no peer. They are second to none Agreed. Agreed. in the realm of uh, rhythm games. Well, and then that's not to uh, short sell any of the other current developers that are like currently in the in the game to do this. Like, I don't know if Red Octane is even in any. I I I don't remember who was behind the the um the re uh master of guitar hero or uh, like whatever I'll say it they coming. yeah they have no equal and no one can stand up to them there's many that have tried <laughs> to take the crown but they will not <laughs> succeed i'm looking at you freestyle games <laughs> yeah that's the one that did um, guitar hero in 2015 um but yeah i i just i am definitely curious and and want to check it out i just I, I never really got exactly what it was um, supposed to be or meant to be. So I'm happy to hear that. I'm just like, oh, no, this is a more optimized like concept of what was introduced in Drop Mix. Because Drop Mix, I mean, I remember you and I were talking about it a bunch. And, like, you got the chance to grab one. I remember seeing one on sale at uh, Target, and I just did not jump on it quick enough. But, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Even grabbing, like, the, the base set, like, you're still at the mercy of having to go through the resale market, like, the second-hand market for cards, sure. and, like, as you're aware of, that doesn't matter. Any niche thing will, like, command its own mm-hmm. fucking, uh, it, its own compass of value and, and nonsense, or I'm like, no, that's just something I don't want to invest in. And, like, I wouldn't even know where to keep the cards or anything either. There's too many... I I have too many peripheral type games here as it is. Like I I don't even want to fucking go into like oh, how I just yeah. jumped headfirst on Lego Dimensions and I have not I have oh, not booted it beyond soul. building that portal. Uh yeah, that's the same with me with board games in general. Like there's so many Kickstarter board games that are still in the fucking shrink that I just will never open. They are just going to sit there. No. Uh, yeah, damn it. Well, um. I mean, uh, last round I went after you because we really had a shared pick, but I'm going to go, we're going to change it up. Ed, what was your pick for Mm -hmm. number four? Well, speaking of Game Boy games, uh, my number four pick was Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend for the Switch. I'm curious to hear this. You're big on this, though. I remember you talking about this years ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, Saga 2, also known as Final Fantasy Legend 2, is my favorite Game Boy sure. game of all time. Of yeah, all yeah. time. Uh, so to have all three of them in one collection, and you can switch between either the English and Japanese versions if you so desire, um, is is pretty good. Um, I, I rocketed through uh, Saga 1 and Saga 2 live on stream, in fact. Um, and it was a pretty good time, and currently I'm on my way through the third game again, which I've only actually beaten once, so it's kind of neat to go through that and, you know, figure out the uh, the most effective way to, to get through that game. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, a blast from the past going through, you know, um, all of those all of those games again. Um, I do it every, every year anyways <laughs> on the original <laughs> hardware. Sure. So, you know, the time was right, and it was a perfect opportunity. So mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things um, that a lot of people have been sort of... Uh, when, when it was announced, there was a few things that people were a little leery of. Um, yeah, me, the size I'm one of, of the people. screen, Go ahead. for one. 
Um, that can be enlarged to just about the entire uh, vertical size of the, but uh, the switch screen. does it cause noticeable shimmering? Eh, not really, no. Okay. No, it's not bad. Uh, also, the, um, the on-screen controls, which were kind of weird. <laughs> you can disable those. You can take them away. Oh, thank and, God. Okay. Uh, you can, uh, you know, all of the controls are mapped to the controller. You don't have to use the, the touch screen. Although, if you didn't have Joy-Cons attached, you could use just the touch screen. Uh, in a weird sort of twist, there's Tate mode in this. <laughs> there's a, there's a, you, can, you can play the, uh, the Switch on its side and use just one half of the Joy-Cons as kind of like a faux Game Boy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> big, a, that, big ass Game Boy. <laughs> uh, dude, okay, that alone <laughs> piques my interest. I'm happy that that actually has that. Okay, so where's yeah, my Switch? I want to see enough. if that actually works. Where? Well, no, dude. So funny enough, that's been like my thing lately is grabbing all the archive, uh, arcade archive uh, titles because they all have Tate and just putting it on my um, yeah my Sony uh, 14L5 because dude, downscaling it to 480, like I'm telling you it. Like I've been doing this not just for shooters, but like uh, so the Punch Out games, the arcade releases, yeah, beautifully, beautifully on like to the point where like I don't need a flip grip, I can just do. I'm, but fucking... hey, man, that flip grip though. Shout out to Jeremy Parrish, man. That thing is, Mwah. yeah. I don't like... know. I think it's literally rough around the edges. There's there's sharp corners on it that sort of dig into my fingers. Well, yeah, that's, like that's... it doesn't have the best ergonomics for like. I'm an amateur uh, at best, so you're hands. pro level. <laughs> but like even then, like. Fucking like that's me just booting up fucking Burger Time, mm-hmm. like yeah. right there. Yeah. And like I, it's just like it. It's just introduced like a whole different appeal for like a lot of games that have Tate, um, not just uh, shoot 'em up. So I'm sure. happy to hear that. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, so when you're talking about like people who are leery, like I'm, I'm those people. That's me. Okay. One I, of the I, things, I, I am those people. So what, what more do you people. want to know? Um. Well, I I think I've grown to like, and it's funny because like I have an a review upcoming, um, an upcoming review of the uh, Sega Astro uh, Cab Mini, uh, Astro City Cab Mini, um, and one of the things that like I was really leery of myself because we kind of just conditioned ourselves to, uh, believe that if M two is not at the helm for like doing these modern uh, bleeding edge uh optimizations for uh for modern tech and emulation that it's going to be shit and to be honest there there are some uneven pixels and shimmering in the uh astro city cab mini but like it's not like there's so many more um benefits that 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 little machine offers that that more than make up for those little shortcomings so Mm -hmm. i've kind of like just trying to like rid myself of this like snobbish outlook that I have to where like, you know what? It, it doesn't need to be great. Uh, like it doesn't need to be M2 for it to be great. Like I, I was so much like, Oh man, a collection of mana and you know, fucking M2 knocked it out of the park. But like just some of the, like, I think what it was is just those first impressions. Like that trailer is kind of rough. And maybe if I like spent some time and like, like these features, like none of which, have been shown off in the trailer whatsoever and or even been elaborated on um having this additional context it's definitely changed my my outlook on on the game like I'd be interested in it um and again I don't know it's not entirely for me as well it's definitely for would you say as somebody who like 
has been like he's always looked at this series as a curio or whatnot like this is the optimal way to play these games i'd say for now yeah um finding copies of uh the originals might be challenging um i always found it like weren't they on like the 3ds like eShop? are they not i don't believe they are no not that I can recall. Yeah, that's like the only thing that I can think of. That <laughs> do, they, would... do they have a shop anymore? I mean, they're taking away Netflix, so what else is there? <laughs> the eShop uh, is still up and running, dude. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff being re- removed, like DSR, DSIware and stuff like that is is sure. being axed. I think it's already really? gone, a lot of it. Ugh. Huh. It's a shame. If not now, it's definitely within like the next week that it's going to be gone. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, they are, like they the are 3DS house. stuff. Maybe Virtual Console might still remain, um, which you know it may or it may not be there. But um, you know the Switch being what it is, um, it's it's a better way. To, I, I think it's a better way to play. Having the larger screen definitely helps. Mm. And by larger screen, I mean like you know a TV, but whatever. <laughs> it's weird, dude. I never <laughs> play my Switch on a TV. Really? Dude, you know what's funny? I, I absolutely play my Switch way more docked than I do handheld. I really need to start, mm. though. I bet I get a lot more enjoyment out of some of these games if I had to like sit here and stare at a fucking <laughs> you know, yeah, five-inch like, screen. I would, I, I would I, say I, 90% of my Switch play is on a TV. Yeah, I need to start doing that. I have been playing my Switch uh, handheld a little bit. Like uh, I was playing it uh, for Final Fantasy Legend 3 not long ago uh, in handheld. But uh, I, I started playing Shadowgate. <laughs> on switch last night and uh i brought that into the bedroom as well uh play it uh, to play it handheld and yeah um I, I seem to be doing that a lot more rather than just kind of plunking myself in front of my computer screen i don't even sit on my couch anymore i just you know sit in the studio and play there hmm. i think the last game uh, i played in handheld was yeah collection of mana and trials of mana i was putting that up but even then like um Hyrule warriors good. have the well again dude we have four docks in this house hmm. yeah so, i got like, three, three a, of them myself actually like we just got uh i got a um new dock for the downstairs so that way we'd have more room and and space to play ring fit because ring fit was okay. uh, the gift i got for val and dude I was not prepared for, like, I knew, like, with me taking the breaks that I did from my usual gym habits that it was going to catch up with me, but, man, did I feel, like, such a sense of shame after just completing the first world. Like, I was fucked up, but, like, Ring Fit is no joke. Like, uh, we, we, we set ourselves a schedule um, for the next week, so when we get to talking about it, I will definitely... I'll have plenty of words to say about Ring Fit, but yeah, no, uh, like I would say, I'm the kind most of interested we've also in played, that, actually. I dude, it it'll it'll do it. It it's the real deal. Um, and it's very good. Like, <laughs> I would say, like the the one thing I really like about it is how flexible it is and how well you can kind of just optimize it to your personal needs and what you're trying to get out of it. Um, like something that I really enjoyed not to derail the conversation too much, but like, uh, there's a mechanic in it where like, uh, in the adventure mode, like there's turn-based battles, like it's an RPG, but your attacks are what exercises you choose. You can't choose the same one twice in a row, but if you have like some exercises that like you want to focus on more, or maybe that might be easier for you so you can help acclimate and get yourself in the mood, like you can choose between them because you can unlock like more and more um, as you purchase them with the coins that you get. Like it's nice. dude, it's fucking weird. Like I think 
Um, it's essentially what like uh, Connect Fit Adventure wanted to be, but done way better. Like it is, it is surprising just how intuitive and like how responsive like that fucking game is. I was pleasantly surprised, but also very winded and ashamed of myself. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I digress. Um, no, hey, man, I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, really play uh, Switch Portable all that much. So maybe giving Collection of, of Saga a chance might might change that. Yeah, I I'd recommend it. Uh, if if you even remotely enjoyed the uh, the Game Boy games, it's probably worth a look if uh, if you wanted to play them again. I I'd, I'd definitely be down. I I've, I've been like rediscovering those, which is like why it's kind of a bummer that like um like I get I think it would have been really neat or if anything it, it opens up the gate to DLC. I thought it was a really big shame that um with collection of mana that like we got Final Fantasy um I believe it's Final Fantasy Adventure which Adventure, is basically yeah, yeah it's a, which is the first one, but like we didn't get the chance to get Sword of Mana, which is the uh, Game Boy Advance remake. Like yeah. I thought that would have been like just more tonally appropriate, but like I get it. I th- I think uh, so too, yeah. Um but no, I I I'm be stoked to check out Saga. Um I was at, funny enough, like I've I was been I told you earlier I was messing around with the Super Game Boy 2. So I might give that a whirl, especially with how disappointing pointing uh Dragonborn has been. <laughs> um but yeah, man, thank you. Thank you for thank you for taking the plunge that I was not mm-hmm. willing to do. <laughs> I might have to check it out just for Ed's sake just cuz I know he loves those games and I've never had any reason to go and play them, but now it's on my Switch, I have no reason not to. Yeah, I mean, and I'm a walking, like, I'm a walking strategy guide for the first two games, right? <laughs> and we were just talking about that. What strategy guides? Like, we we got one. We're good. Um, I I think sometimes it's just fun to like just get like a comfort food RPG in like one that doesn't require oh, yeah. like a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just blank out and just grind. Absolutely. Speaking of comfort food, um, which I was not expecting, my pick for uh my fourth out of my five I was is really uh, ASMR Animal Crossing there, New Horizon. Wait, what? I, I was I was making weird like eating sounds. I didn't want to get really ASMR <laughs> there. I'm sorry. But Animal Crossing, yes. Let, let's talk about Animal yeah. Crossing. Let's let's move I, on. Which man, I can only imagine has its own TikTok subgenre Ooh. of ASMR. Which, um uh, the, uh I've got Animal Crossing on my list as well. Okay. Hey, talk about it, guys cuz um, I... it sounds like it might be ranked higher on your <sighs> list. Uh it did rank higher, but I'll I'll let you know how high after. Ooh, okay, exciting. Okay. All right, go into it. Well, okay, so you guys knew about my feelings towards the franchise previously, just like it and even then it somewhat kind of extends to um this entry, but I think out of all of the games, this one's the easiest to return back to, like even then I'm a little intimidated, but I still like I have plans. Like the fact that like the game makes it so easy to make goals for yourself that are feasible, they are attainable, and keeps like finds ways to keep it fresh. Like I really think that what worked to the strengths of New Horizon, aside from the fact that it released at the right place at the right time, which really led to it taking off because it's a very big, it's a very community-based game, uh, more so than any of the other entries. Which, um. Like, even then, and I still think about it, and I wish I wasn't such shit at keeping uh, secrets, but with, like, the uh, pizza party kind of taking away everything that we had planned for the year 2020, 
um, <laughs> which included like our big trip to Japan. Like I really wanted to make it up to Val. So the fact that like it gave me the opportunity to plan a virtual birthday party with our real life friends as their, uh, as their avatars, their villagers in the animal crossing space. And that we were able to do birthday party shit and just talk to each other. Like, there aren't very many other games that can give you that flexibility. The fact that you like, you can have someone come to your Island and just say, Hey, just come into this room real quick and have a fucking party set up where there's cake and decor all, all over the place. And like something to play music and actual poppers that you can like let off and everybody just fucking around and doing something like it's one of those games that like possesses such a unique charm of, it it gives you back as much as you put into it. Like I, I never felt like the other animal crossing games like lived up to what it asked of you. Um, and this is the first time where I really, and I don't know, maybe I just played the other ones wrong. Um, I did have the benefit of like my hand was held a lot. Cause uh, like, this is Val shit. Like she was all about new horizons coming out. So she definitely, uh, I, I had a lot of hand holding. But, like, as we were playing it together, I mean, ultimately, that's what really, like, made it for me. It's just, like, it was something I got to play with her. But, like, it felt good to play it. And even then, um, we decided to throw it on for New Year's. And just, it's a real testament to, like, out of all the things that you would think that Nintendo would, like, not, uh, would totally drop the ball on, uh, support for New Horizons and making like making sure it can come up with ways to keep it fresh, even if there are things that are as small as like the ability to swim and then find ways to collect more materials or um, just some of the seasonal effects. Because like I think, I think what really fucked them up was just like how how hard Bunny Day bombed. Because Bunny Day was just obnoxious; it was just <laughs> too much. Yeah, I like I in fact I think we kind of dropped off shortly after Bunny Day and like. Like, I made the stupid, like, I made all the items. I was able to get the wand, and, like, I didn't, I don't know. I, was, I felt more annoyed than anything else, but it's also, like, I don't, I never gave a shit about Easter. <laughs> like, it was, it's never been, in like, like, Easter might as well be Arbor Day. It's not a, it's not a calendar uh, holiday that, like, I have any affection for, but yet, like, it, it's got this weird uh, hold on, on, like, everyday society still. Maybe because there's still some aspect of commercialism in it um yeah you, you, around here it's like second christmas it's nuts yeah see like it, it, some people it that's what it is and like sure. i mean i i'll tell you right now dude i did not grow up doing egg hunts i did not grow up like i got i grew up getting some baskets and some money every now yeah. and again but like also i came from a catholic household so like there were like there was fucking strings attached to the end of these like baskets like i don't i could give a shit less about like smarties and m&ms if you told me i had to spend like three hours in church i just know yeah i just know i have to buy pastel colored ties that's that's, that was my easters yeah so like but i i think in terms of like what it did and like even then like i have so many ideas like i still have this idea for my like like I put so much effort into my fucking um house that i i definitely have not like I've not expanded that creative palette to my island. Like my island, is just so fucking like default ass. Like it, it, it like it looks like box art shepherd. Like in comparison, like <laughs> I've not done a whole lot with it. But like I have ideas for it. Like I was able to figure out that theoretically, like if you because you can share islands 
between profiles but since nobody plays my switch if i were to like use my japanese profile um as a proxy to play my same file to share the island i can just use that villager's house as another area of commerce for my island and i was thinking about turning it into a fucking coffee house and like just giving it like a an upstairs but like Giving it upstairs, I know you can't jump to it yet. They'd always want to give a back room or whatnot, so that kind of fucked up my idea a little bit. But like, just the fact that like I got this idea in my head and that I can do it, and it's not within the uh, diagram that Nintendo initially had, but Nintendo's not doing anything to stop me either. Like, I really enjoyed it. I like I enjoy putting the PPR flag on the island and letting mm-hmm. people discover like the podcast through it, which like what we're doing now, um, and the fact that like. Uh, like, I have these grand designs of architecture for, like, trying to, like, basically build, like, a little, like, uphill-style, like, Pacifica or or uh, San Francisco-type city architecture. I mean, it's all going to require a lot of play that I'm probably not going to be able to put into it. But, like, the fact that, like, I can see, like, the opportunity to do that and, like, not get burned out. I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm overwhelmed. That's what's stopping me from playing it. And, like... Mm-hmm. How many people, like, I've never thought in any day in my life that I would say the words Animal Crossing overwhelms me. So that that says a lot about New Horizons. And that's why it's one of the best games of 2020, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I, think, um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you that um, th- this is uh, Animal Crossing, unlike uh, we've ever played before. Because uh, with the original titles, like, I, I played the GameCube version and the DS version quite extensively myself Mm -hmm. and the ideas behind those games they were they were called communication games in japan and the idea was is that you had to send letters to the villagers or uh, other uh, other characters from outside of your village in order to either entice them or to uh, communicate with them and that i think came there's there's remnants of that in new horizons but it's a much more modern take on the idea where you've got like a, a smartphone instead of sending letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much easier for you to, uh, to, to talk to villagers from outside uh, by way of like amiibo cards. But like um, the, uh, the, the online aspect and the, the community aspect of it, yeah, I think that's, that's what makes it a much better, a much better game too. Uh, where you can have, uh, well, you can have obviously more than one uh, person in your town on the the one switch. When you have more than one switch, it opens things up much much bigger because then you've got uh, different sets of items depending on what kind of island that someone has. So, like Deruna, for, right? For example, for example, right? Her island has uh, access to a yellow lighthouse. But my island has access to a blue and white striped lighthouse. It's one of four. So we can get those different lighthouses by going uh, by getting them from the other island. Uh, you can send it to your friends over the internet, uh, or you can go directly to their island and uh, and Just you know, get it, it there, right? So it's it's it it opens things up much 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 wide much more wide than uh, than the other games have and um you know being able to um to terraform the island is is huge it's gigantic mm-hmm. uh when you get the ability to start moving uh land around and creating waterways really the 
possibilities are endless. You can move the villagers' houses around. You can structure the island to exactly the way you want it to be, which, again, it was something that hasn't been done in any of the games up until now. So, yeah, uh, personalizing and customizing and making the island your own uh, really gives you that extra personal connection. And while I haven't played Animal Crossing for a couple of months now, um, I have logged, I don't know, 300 hours into it, I, I want to say. Well, you got more than your, you got more than your bucks worth out of it. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And like, Daruna's been playing it every day since it came, like since the day it came out. Uh, she's got seven, I think 700 hours into her game. Christ, it's un, it's unbelievable. And just... um, here's the thing too, like when she was playing uh, Animal Crossing... I was playing some other game at that point in time. But there came a point where the intrigue was just too much to me, uh, too much for me. And while she did get uh, Animal Crossing, like the day it came out, we pre we had pre-ordered it and I picked it up, brought it back, etc. Um, I ended up just buying buying another copy, putting it on my Switch and saying, yeah, let's see where this goes. And it was, uh, it was good stuff. <laughs> also, animal, uh, like vill villager hunting, like islander hunting, on the uh, the random islands, with the 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 Nook Miles tickets, that uh, is the you, most some, addictive thing. It, uh, yeah, but like, the one thing I think that works against New Horizons, where it has all this potential, is that there's still like, it, there's still points where the game feels very dated, and like there you wish there were some quality of life improvements, even in something is like the interface, like just being able to. Uh, select more of wanting anything at one time without having to do multiple transactions or just like, fuck, dude, you got a smartphone, but you don't have a mobile banking app. You still got to fucking go to the ATM in the middle of town. Like, you're not a boomer. Like, <laughs> fucking... Um, well, I mean, if you want to take cash out, yeah, you still got to do yeah, that. Yeah, and, and, like, the fact that... Like, but I, actually, I there, there, if you, like, the, the, the ATM, the, the services from the ATM can actually be accessed from your phone. Oh, is that an it's, update? That it, they it, just did? it comes, yeah, it comes later on in the game. Oh, well, like I got to the credits point, so like that's the theoretical end of the game. But I don't know. There's still like I, I apparently like there's still more for me to do because like I haven't unlocked terraforming. I've only unlocked the ability to lay down like dirt pathways or pathways on the floor. Yeah. Um, but Val is able to terraform, and she's definitely put more hours into it than I have. Um, I, I again. Really, though, despite like its shortcomings, the fact that it's flexible enough to where the the community itself makes up for it, like yeah. like the fact that there's Nookazon and then there's <laughs> like uh, an entirely different like turnip site that I don't remember the name of at this moment, where uh, people can advertise like their turnip prices and like I don't know, but it's it's weird. Like there's this game that's centered and built around the aspect of society, and yet there the society. Uh, has to turn around and like try to improve the experience, but in the same time, it's also definitely degraded the experience. Like, I've definitely had to, um, for me to get some of the items that I could to try to shape the best uh, birthday party I could. I had to go on Nookazon, but at some point, bells were no longer appealing enough, especially with the item duplication uh, glitch that went on for a bit. That like, yeah. and it, you know, I'll be honest, I took advantage of it. Um, uh, miles were more appealing than anything else, but farming miles like was not fun. So I then had to go on eBay and then uh, basically buy like a couple thousand miles. So I had enough to 
work with and then basically you buy the privilege for someone to fucking visit your island and have somebody just straight up come in like some like Joaquin Phoenix ass Joker get up and just drop like stacks of miles on my island and, and just leave and man, like we just we don't even say anything to each fuck. other some we are shit, waving man. at each other yeah like that that is it was a very surreal thing like you can only have like this thing can only happen in uh, Animal Crossing like so, sounds like it's, one it's of your trunk transactions you used to have back in the day my dude oh, dude. <laughs> oh yeah no that's funny we were just, we actually brought that up earlier before the recording mm-hmm. um, yeah it very much felt like that except there was no talking here which is it was way less intimate <laughs> um, okay all business um, but yeah no uh, I I will definitely like at some point her and I we're gonna we're gonna set some more play dates up in it and kind of like hopefully I can fucking terraform my island and get those plans going that I want and then appease the villagers that I do have. I have some pretty yeah. kick ass villagers including Lucha. I got a fucking wrestling bird on my island. Nice. Oh god, dude. Like, let me just say though, real quick before we move on, is as a outsider to all this like looking in kind of observing all this from the outside i will say this game came out at the absolute best time best time imaginable oh, like 100 if people needed solace in something like this was it like this at least got people's mind like you said like you bounced off of it that's fair that's fine but in those moments that you really needed that game to be there it was there i mean like Nintendo needs like a medal or something just for that alone. I mean, like, it was pure coincidence though. It was pl- it, it was scheduled for that time, but just in the fair. midst of everything else. I know, but it literally came out at the same time. Like all this was kind of crumbling around us, and I just feel like to observe that from an outside perspective, to see the people that were anxious and scared and and worried about all this stuff going on. They had at least a little bit of an escape in this. And now, granted, they could find escape in other places, but, like, this in particular, man, it just... Something about it, man. Like, people were just clinging to it. Like, it was just their only, like... Like, it was their life preserver to keep them afloat, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, dude, like... The- you like the more and more you talk to people and kind of like sit sure. down, the more and more you realize like just how hard the pirate ship affected everyone. Like, it is... Yeah. It is taken... It's unfortunately had like its fair share of casualties and like yeah, major this will affect everyone. Changes. But the way people deal with it is different. And this, I just think a lot of people were able to, for a little bit, find an escape. And I think like that's yeah, that's awesome. I, I think Nintendo awesome. and I think Nintendo the way they maintained it even to this day. Sure, they like is definitely admirable. Yeah, sure. I can totally see that. Yeah. All right, so I think we're on round number three. Trace. All right, number three. Andrew, come Man. at me. All right, let me see. It took me a minute to figure out. Oh, yeah, Um. so we'll probably talk a lot about this one, you and I. Uh, we kind of already talked about this. Oh, quite, at length. Quite, quite uh, at length with uh, our games club we did this past uh, year in 2020. But, yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Which, man, so it's so funny. We just talked about how, like, Animal Crossing came at the best time. I really feel like, <laughs> well, 
I, I can't say the same for part two. No. I, I, it was I, it was very, it was just a lot of uncomfortable parallels. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that it came at a time where there was a lot of question as to, there was a lot of things about, like, you know, ethics. You know, the ethical uh, specifics of, like, the people making this game and the, uh, you know, and there was people online that were being shitty about it you know it was just oh, a lot of dude. negative surrounding Which, this game i mean okay this game has like its fair share of criticisms that absolutely are warranted and sure. deserve to be not not addressed. saying they like, don't absolutely i agree like with that. i'll tell you right now um like on my like mount rushmore of developers and just video game entities like naughty dogs on there like straight up like they you know but, they, but, but they took a hit i mean and rightfully so exactly like i like even then and like i absolutely agree and like it's a larger conversation for another day fair but i do not believe any studio that wins an award for best game direction deserves said award with your direction shit yeah and crunch exactly well there's just and i think that's kind of the thing now in hindsight looking back on it now like how much shit they got for what they were doing, and rightfully so, in the, in the terms of crunch, and you know the things they were doing behind the scenes. I don't think the narrative was the problem. It never was the problem, in my opinion. The narrative was never the issue. That was just people no. being shitty online because they oh, yeah, like the a bunch narrative. of neckbeards that like even then like Last of Us in both games, like. I don't want to put them on this pedestal of high art because I feel like we can do more uh-huh. with games. But in terms of, of like, because again, a lot of it's like a lot of the writing, story beats, narrative design, like it's not exactly like groundbreaking, no, but it's no. how it does it and like how it has certain, like I think where it excels and where like it, all other Naughty Dog games of, of the same type really excel, it's its characterization. It's how it portrays and like it does have like, it like the people behind the writing and how they direct the way these characters evoke a sense of the human condition. Like they, they do, they're good at that. Now, as far as like I I don't know man like the story and the morals that it was trying to tell I I felt like it was a really rough going for sure. I mean the main character like you have when you invest in these characters you kind of have an expectation or or, or, a, or an impression of how you believe or would want them to behave or respond and like they're I mean I don't think I think it's unfair to completely just like really like back that they're gonna take or otherwise make these choices within a narrative especially when like the game i think the game just like really relished like how it it gave players agency at certain moments to attach themselves to these characters and then Mm -hmm. it immediately took them it took that agency away to hammer in this point to kind of get like a, a, a cheap evoke a cheap emotion out of it which I, I kind of felt like games are, at this point, at, at this stage of the medium, a little better than that. Yeah, you can but, do more, sure. But I was just, I kind of felt like there's a lot of heat on that, and then Cyberpunk came out. Dude. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, you guys had one job, just don't be Naughty Dog this year, and y'all messed that up real bad. Well, 
had one job. I mean, like, uh, so labor politics aside and just sure, like the, the culture, uh, the argument of work culture aside and, and like, for like better working conditions. At, and at least Last of Us 2 was finished. Exactly. Like it was um, a cohesive experience. It, it is. It was very much a game that deserved to go gold and in no way, shape or form. Like, here's the thing where people treat it like it was this game that fucking like led you to believe it was going to be something it wasn't. It lied. You cannot put that on the same fucking pedestal that what Cyberpunk was. Like, no, because the Last fucking of Last of Us leaked. Led you it to shouldn't have even something. come out into the general public knowledge of what was going on. Right, it but Last of Us Part Two gave you an impression that something was going to happen, and then the thing didn't happen. You weren't fucking lied to. You're not entitled to some sort of class action lawsuit for false advertisement in any way, Christ. shape, or form. No. Like it, it everything was done intentionally and deliberately with like the intention of evoking something out mm-hmm. of you, mm-hmm. because that was the grand scheme of the fucking game. Not in where is cyberpunk. Like you're basically being sold that this is going to be the next triple a fucking adventure of a lifetime in the open world scheme of action adventure games and then you fucking boot it up on your playstation 4 and everybody's face looks like fucking pudding like no (laughs) like that's not the same you cannot the argument is not in any way shape or form comparable so well and that's yeah i mean and i think the argument of like why last of us came out like on current gen systems and and didn't make a push for like oh we're gonna come out on PS5 because I think there was I think when they were delaying it I think that was kind of the possibility right like at least people were considering that being a possibility it's it's weird like the just the ripple effects sure. yeah it was a possibility but I think it was in the year where like Sony kind of like wanted to go out with the last hurrah and mm-hmm. like even then Sony in, within themselves kind of fucked up the PlayStation 5 to where we like. It was the worst kept secret. It was not mm-hmm. fucking uh, prepared. Like even with the fact that like we all knew it, it was coming, it was just it was just in response to... to Microsoft, right? Yeah, and they still found a way to fuck up its rollout. Like yeah, that all aside, sure. Um, I think The Last of Us Part Two is this double edged sword where it's also like set such a standard. Like granted, yeah. like. I like I we have to ask ourselves how much we're responsible for it as the as the public consuming this media to where like you see scenes where like Ellie is taking off her shirt to like, you know, get treated uh, Mm -hmm. medically Mm -hmm. Um, and just like the presentation, the fact that that character model representing Ellie was able to completely take off uh, her shirt and it was able to emulate the real life physics of like fabric crumpling and rippling without any clipping from the model like and it was well, in an in-game model and you and you think about that or just like some yeah, of the things that I like mean, you wouldn't not, even Night Dog's mocap is second to none really I right. mean it's but, always been but, the standard all of these like like little garnishments and affections that are put in this presentation mm-hmm. and it like it sets such a standard to the point where like um the latest Halo game, like, once, like, released, which was supposed to be touted on hardware that's far more powerful than the PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, let alone the PlayStation 4 Pro, and yet it was compared to the point where, like, Bungie, I'm sorry, not Bungie, uh, 505 did not feel confident about, like, hitting the holiday window because these comparisons were being drawn. Yeah. And it, like, it set the standard, yet knowing that, like, Part 2 
delivered like such fidelity like this, it meant that somebody had to go home at three a.m. like on a on a fucking Friday, yeah, um, because they needed to stay behind and fine tune like little granular things that like maybe forty percent of the base would like not even really pay second mind to. It it sucks. It sucks because like you want to appreciate, but like, what's the cost? Like what, yeah. what is it? Where's the line drawn in in terms of our expectations, the turnaround time, like just the overall. It It's tough yeah. too, because I feel like rockstar may deliver the same, but we don't really know the. I mean, we know there is probably crunch, but I feel like it's not discussed as much just because rockstar usually is notorious for coming out with games whenever the fuck they feel like it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if like the if the same kind of work well, ethics and the same kind of environments going on there. But I feel like at least Rockstar, for the most part, at least from a public standpoint, is always like, "Well, the game's coming out when it comes out. You can wait." And I I don't know. I just I, I think maybe you know. And you bring up a point that maybe I would like to illustrate that might. Have I feel like this might be like it. its own like game of the year, <laughs> just a crunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's but, like oh, but the the game of the year that nobody wants to win. Sure. Um, but fucking... the, the, the three will make a shame is the crunch this year. Uh, yeah, I would. I would, dude. I, 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 I know. I know. That. We kind of like departed from that for obvious reasons, but yeah. it's especially given with everything. I mean, I I think it's because that's something that needs to be shamed. That's something that needs yeah. to be fucking booted into the sun. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the the point that you brought up because I think Rockstar has the autonomy and the freedom and they, they've kind of built that pedigree for themselves. Whereas versus Naughty Dog, while they have a comparable pedigree, they're also beholden as a second party and not a third party to the, the overall platform within it's a part of same with 505. So like, I feel like there's almost an intense and a different amount of pressure, but yet you also have WB Games, which I don't know what the the scenes were like behind everything that went down with uh, Cyberpunk, but I can most assuredly like this Cavalier. I mean, honestly, I I want to say that CD Projekt Red, um, they like they were just totally immune to the smell of their own shit, and that <laughs> like well, I mean, if you think about like the the high they're coming off of with. Like they're recognized as one of Poland's greatest exports. Like yeah. you have to think about that. I mean, like, they, they, they gave the they president in... a copy of The Witcher. I mean, come on. <laughs> right, but yeah. like, like when you when you're bringing up like what exactly is like what can you celebrate out of a given culture or nation, and the fact that like they are one of the talking points, like that's a lot of fucking pressure, sure. you know. But at the same, like in the same time, like in that, in that same token, doesn't give you like, free pass th- though. Oh yeah, that gives you like that gives you an ego I can't imagine. Sure. And these motherfuckers came in with an ego. And man, it's just like all the all the good grace you got from Witcher, oh, man. Like all gone. Mm, it's heartbreaking, man. Like I like GOG. I like the Witcher series of games. Like I'm like I, CG CD Project Red in my opinion could do no wrong. And then this debacle, like man, did your head get too big? What happened? That's exactly it. It's exactly, but more than more or less, I think it was a, just a grand lie that they kept telling themselves. And yeah. like there was, when your eyes are bigger than your stomach, yeah. And even then, like, at, regardless of how long this is in development, like there's gonna be, and like there are a lot of good ideas, and there's some fun aspects of this game. But like it also, like it, 
there's a lot of tired shit. Like I don't know, man. Um, I hate I hate that I'll, we got into this conversation, but I don't know. I just I guess it's relevant. It. I mean, Last of Us Part Two again, not groundbreaking. In any way, shape, or form, like, as far as mechanically. Like, the game is very much, it uses a familiar design. Like, arguably, like, some people still shit on the, like, the third-person shooting, a- of, like, aspect of mm-hmm. it. Which, I, you know, it, it if anything, I, I felt like that almost kind of worked slightly against Last of Us Part Two because I really enjoyed where, like, people can kind of make the shitty survival horror argument of, like, clunky design because mm-hmm. it's intentional for the sake of effects. I really feel like the 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 initial entry, like the first one, did actually make good use of that. It discouraged like conflict if it could, and like almost you, you can say the same thing about the second one. But there's so much fucking conflict in it, especially in moments where like you can't. There's no way you can avoid like anything that involves a dog, like in the least oh, possible Christ, mo- worst yeah. possible moment. Yeah, like there's no way you can get through that peacefully. Yeah. Um, there are moments where like you you you're facing opponents that like have the element of surprise and are actually stalking you. How the fuck can you get around? Like you know what I mean? There's it, it's it's very much Dead Space two to that of Dead Space. It's a it's an entirely different beast. It it's the aliens two to aliens. Like it went from like carrying a message about one thing to you know going about a message a different way. Like it's very much like. And in and it does that well, but it doesn't mean it's it's not groundbreaking. It's not trying anything new. But the way it did it, it did it well. You can't say the same thing about Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk mm. uses a lot of tired tropes, some like really like just cringe ass writing, like at times. Like they're like the voice acting and the pedigree of the voice acting is great, but some of the dialogue and the delivery is just Ugh. and like like, I don't know, like, when you tout that this is one of the most advanced, free-world, freewheeling, um, exploratory games, yet I decide, okay, I'm going to fuck around for the first 15 hours and do nothing but side quests. And I could, and then yet the game feels very unfinished, and I feel like I'm unlocking stuff that I don't have access to because it's gated behind the very first story mission. Which, you know, poo-poo on me. I should know better. But, like, shit that shouldn't be gated, like, being able to see a ammunition UI... What? Why? Why is that gated? It's the same shit with control, where I'm just like, why would you gate an evasive move after a boss fight where that evasive maneuver is the most integral? Like all, all just in a fucking Judge Dread world where everything's just like <laughs> locked down by your DNA. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 just fucking. I don't know. I I think it's very much like it's got this Final Fantasy thirteen, um charm of like it'll probably get better the more i put into it but it's it's really it's pushing me i if you're playing on current gen systems no it won't (laughs) no it will not i I, surprisingly i've okay so i finally ran into some weird glitches but nothing like where like things randomly started flying in the air um but maybe it's just because my xbox one x has been silently downloading these updates as they come through because uh-huh. I have it set up that way in the background. So I have not had the unfortunate um, circumstance of like not being able to um, play it like post up or I'm sorry, pre update. So I've, I felt like I've played a lot of uh, the game post the larger updates that have happened. And like the game's been very good at letting me know. Yeah, but like um, if you were playing it on an original Xbox One or an original oh, PlayStation, oh, no. oh boy, no. oh no, <laughs> no. Oh. Which I mean, like it's kind of weird that like I kind of find it weird that people like 
at this point still do have one now that like the other ones have been made a little bit more affordable. Like I'm surprised that they're still That's being. That's all I got is an original PS. I was gonna say like why wouldn't you? I mean, there's no reason. Like I don't understand the people that upgrade to the like Xbox One X or the PS4 Pro. I don't oh, like dude. you already have the system. Like why do you need to upgrade? It it I performs better. It really does. <laughs> That's fair, but like for those people that have the original, like just wait for the next gen. Then I mean, I I, yeah. I just don't. I don't know. The stopgap. I get. I get the argument of the stopgap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I guess it's just weird because I didn't think, you know, in hindsight, because well, we're they tied it to being the biggest and most powerful thing. You would think it'd perform better. Yeah. 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 Sure. Fair Ed, enough. Ed, I know we talked a whole shit ton about Cyberpunk. I apologize, um, but I'm assuming that was our three. You and I. Yes, George. Yeah, so Last of Us Part Two is my second pick. So I mean, and number I'll, two. I'll touch on a little bit more. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, no, uh, it just Last turned it just turned two. into cyberpunk shit thread. It did. I, I mean, we've done a games club on Last of Us Part Two. You guys should definitely check it out. Really should. Um, I like we like. I felt like we touched it because there's a lot of uh, stuff that we like, some different opinions. Made. And I thought that was a really good conversation to have. Honestly, it was. Yeah. Um, and there are things that like I think Last of Us Part Two, like. I, I want to applaud for doing. I just wish it did it better, especially with the hindsight of um, uh, being company to some good friends that like gave me that hindsight. Yeah. And and Val herself, which also like helped me realize like I'm learning that like I need to I should like it's good to acknowledge that things are being done, but you shouldn't applaud the bare minimum. Fair. That's fair. I agree with that. And yeah. Like, because it's like, and I get caught in it all the time. I'm still getting caught in it. Where like, I want to praise it, and I'm like, well, like, you know, it's good to acknowledge it, but don't praise it. That's the bare minimum. It should be there. Acknowledge that so, they are going in the right direction, but we're not quite there yet. It, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's and that's a growing pain for me. Um, yeah. So no, my my third pick is uh Hades, um, mm. and man, uh. And can, like, can, I, can, can, I can we can we can we possibly higher. save this for a conversation a little bit later on? Yeah, you know what? Okay, we would can that do be that. fair? Okay, because I, yeah, I, I, like, I will have things to say. Just I, a little foreshadowing. Okay, so I, that's fair. Okay. I mean, that's kind of happened as well with uh, part two. So sure, I think sure. we'll have a little bit more to say about it in like moratorium on fucking cyberpunk at this point. Guys, wait, wait. It might get <laughs> yeah. better. Who knows? It's fair. fucking dumb. <laughs> um. Okay, Ed. What is your your number three? <laughs> Rune Factory like... Four Special. Good deal. Um, yeah. I have a question. Did playing or putting like I know they're completely different games, but given that they share so many similar, um, I would say life building um, dynamics or mechanics, uh, did Animal Crossing kind of burn you out to like whatever you would do in Rune uh, Factory? No, well, that's good because if. I finished Room Factory before I played Animal Crossing. <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, for those not in the know, I, I played Room Factory 4 on the uh, 3DS as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually my favorite 3DS game. Uh, I spent like 130 hours, I think, in the uh, the 3DS version. But I uh, I went further in the uh, in the Switch version. So I've, uh, I think I went through the credits like four times in my playthrough, <laughs> which uh, it's it's different each time. But I actually did uh, get get the real ending to the game uh, this time around, and it was quite a good playthrough. Um, 
I, I used my expertise from the first playthrough, applied it to this one, got uh, pretty much everything I wanted to get in the, the first time around, but never really managed to because I was still trying to trying to sort of feel it out. Uh, but yeah, this playthrough here was much better, and um, it, it has a ton of extra content as well, which uh, should should appease anyone who's already had extensive uh, extensive experience with the uh, the original 3DS release, such as me. So yeah, uh, definitely worth the extra 130 to 160 hours I spent in it. <laughs> Damn. And uh, yeah, uh, it's it's just as good, if not better, than the uh, than the 3DS version. You know, and clearer screen, more on Switch, precise I control. I mean, I I've always wanted to kind of like um, dabble in Rune Factory, especially the fact I'm like, oh, okay, like. If it's Harvest Moon with dungeon crawling, that's an easier sell on the Harvest Moon aspect. Because there's only so much Harvest Moon. I feel like out of all the Harvest Moons, like they haven't really, like I know there's a lot more than it's what's been done in Harvest Moon 64. But I feel like that's where the property peaks for me. See so, you now, uh, here's the thing though: Harvest Moon is actually not Harvest Moon. <laughs> Harvest Moon is actually Story of Seasons, and uh, anything that you see with Story of Seasons is more related to the original quote-unquote Harvest Moon that we saw on, say, uh, Super NES, N64, PlayStation, than Harvest Moon of today actually is. I mean, that's fair. And, man, Story of Seasons was, like, it, like from what I've seen what of what people played, especially in contrast to what's available out there, it sure does look like a big wet fart. It's, it's, so. it's tough for me because anytime I hear about any of those games, Harvest Moon or Rune Factory, any of those games, I always just assume it's the game that had a plush pre-order bonus <laughs> i'm sorry that's just for me like that's just what i kind of um, like gravitate well you're not wrong i mean i'm not I but grab... i wish there, i wish i had more to put into I, that unfortunately you know what's funny is i did grab like one game that released in the psp that was uh, a little bit more um into the dungeon crawling aspect and the farming aspect that was in that line of games mm -hmm. it's like a human something do you know which one I'm talking about? Ed? Oh shit! Which one was that? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a human something, and it's in that like it's in like that family of games. Like it's a spinoff of some sorts. That I I could have sworn it came before Rune Factory, um, but it, I remember it's only on the PSP. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like if it, it, it in like this will sell the game for me, much like you know some of what you already mentioned with Collection of Saga. I'm not like if I'm I'm a newbie ass noob to the world of Rune Factory. Is this going to be the entry that sells it on me? Yes. No. One hundred percent. There is no better game in the series than Rune Factory Four. Damn. Okay. High praise. So I don't think you're probably the connoisseur of all these games. Well, you know what the uh, the real expert here is Deruna. Okay. Uh, she she's. Uh, more experienced with like Harvest Moon than anybody else I know. Um, although she doesn't like Rune Factory so much, <laughs> but um, Rune Factory is good because like it's got the farming aspect, but the farming aspect it doesn't uh, overtake the other aspects. It's it's really balanced. Like you've got your relationship building, you've got your dungeoneering, and you've got your your farming. But each each of these takes up. Uh, none of them overpower one another 
with the exception maybe of farming because you can actually grow dungeons. Mm, that's that's fucking wild. Which is uh, nuts. Yeah, it's crazy nuts. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of crafting too, as well, uh, in this game, which uh, that that can be pretty fun to do. Uh, getting your uh, cooking skill up uh, definitely helps, not only with uh, progressing with certain relationship uh, requirements, but also because you can make yourself better foods for dungeons. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, if you need, for example, uh, curative items, um, the best ones I believe are like cakes. So, like, you can make yourself a cheesecake, and it'll heal you way better than most other things. <laughs> As uh, it often does. Certain other, uh, certain other uh, foods will recover, like, magic uh, or what have you. Um, and that can, of course, be uh, used with your party members as well. You can conscript people to go with you. So, like, uh, your significant other in the game will join you in the dungeon as well. And when you eventually have children, they can join you in the dungeon, too. And so uh, you, you can manage your items to keep them, you know, uh, healed up and such. Uh, you can also craft weapons and uh, and items for them to equip as well, just to make sure that they're not going to get completely trounced by the enemies within the dungeons. Mm. Um, but yeah, when it gets, it, it'll get to a point where you can go into a dungeon if you're super powered up, and anybody with you will just continuously gain levels if you're in a high level area. Because you can just tell them to hang back. You take care of all the, all the business, and uh, they get all the rewards. So it's, it's pretty, pretty flexible strategic. to even like just cool. power level who you want to power level. Like, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. That's actually funny enough and foreshadowing as well. But um, but I'll, I'll you know, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so oh, you can also conscript monsters too. Like you can you can bring monsters. Uh, like if you're out in the wild, you can mm-hmm. you can uh, get monsters to to uh, to befriend you by giving them certain foods and, and items, and uh, you can get them to go into your uh, you can put the ones that you befriend into barns, and they can help you on the farm, but they can also join you in battle as well. So like I'd usually go out with two wolves. It was pretty cool. Huh, that's so funny. Oh man, there's a. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna try to remember it, but there's a compare and contrast that I really want to um, actually draw upon. That that I I find that really like that alone has got my attention. I just anything with beast taming, man, or sure. like, ugh. Um, I tamed a gigantic chicken. Ooh, <laughs> this thing was like eight feet tall, like a chocobo. <laughs> chicken bow. Chicken bow. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You chicken boo. Ah oh, man, like <laughs> fucking. You're not a man, you're a chicken, boo. Uh, like, shout out to um, the worst Animaniacs character, like, being roasted as such in the in the reboot. Spoilers. I was going to um, say the worst Animaniacs. Or wait, what'd you say? <laughs> the worst Animaniacs uh, character. Animaniacs, okay. Chicken, boo. Yeah, all of them? Um, <laughs> I, I, I personally enjoy Chicken Boo. I don't know. I don't like uh, Rita and Rolf, though, I think. I don't know like, anything about I, that But show, I've never though. been I'm big on musicals. Yeah. You, you, dude. Do you not know Animaniacs? Not man? really, man. I bounced off at Tiny Toon Adventures, but like, they were zany to the max. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know. That's okay. after, I don't, I don't really like a little after my time. I, I, Ed and I are like the seniors of this, right? Um, yeah. No, you guys are definitely you, yeah. you're older than me. Tiny Toon Adventures was in fact the shit. I'm just Thank saying. you. Yeah. Thank you. It was a little past my time. Um. 
you'd be how you'd be surprised how just forward and it's almost how like adulterated like i bet uh, i bet picking the run. brain was probably pretty dope though i ain't gonna lie i would say this new reboot yeah. almost absolutely not for kids it oh, is absolutely okay. for cool. adults i'm in let's go <laughs> yeah no you should check it out on hulu it was it was oh. a little because i already knew like it like it already covered like some pretty lofty like parodies and and satire that was probably lost on like kids but like they didn't give a shit that's like the beauty of animaniacs here like that well, jurassic anyway, park promo was pretty hilarious oh dude so good like mm-hmm. the, a lot of the humor and like that whole and, and like they've also they've done a lot i think the best part is they've like acclimated and like adapted it to work in a uh, a modern day context that doesn't alienate or otherwise um disparage any any sort of minority cool. of any kind in, in today's um current demographic so like i thought they did a really good job there um nice. so my uh round for round two was um number two. my two of my top five was uh last of us part two cool um yeah. i mean we did go into it i mean i will say it Dynamically, in, in terms of like how it played from a mechanical standpoint, it, it definitely improves upon every single thing that the first, like, as weird as this may sound, while the, a lot of the content and the matter of, of like the, the game's plot and narrative is far heavier. Um, I think, I mean, no, they go hand in hand. There's some heavy moments in the original. Um, it's, it's ironically easier to play. Um, yeah. that's what I was kind of men- mentioned before, like almost to a fault. Ooh. I'd say like it, it like you shouldn't some enjoy point, some of the shit that you do in that game, but the combat, like the actual mechanics are so good yeah. that you're like, Oh, Ellie, this is fun to do. Like but Ellie I just enjoy feels like this. a goddamn commando. Like Ellie yeah. feels like, like fucking Schwarzenegger going after predator. Sure. sure. Um, and it, and it shouldn't like, like from a, from a, a narrative standpoint like there's a there's some ludo narrative dissonance there even with her like hardened edges and years of experience like mm-hmm. i don't know like the game i think it still does a lot to evoke stuff but uh, like i said there's like things that hold it back or some of the like the cheap uh aspects like i you know hearing someone's like cry isaac isn't gonna make me feel any more of a monster for like like yeah. dude that guy's bro he's dead he's yeah gone. he done he done um mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it was really weird because like, um, we kind of talked about like in the games club and even then I, I still go back and I think about it. Um, there, there was a point where I kind of asked like, who is the last of us part two for? Cause I kind of felt like, you know, the game like ended on a perfect note, but then I realized it does such a good job of like the first game is absolutely someone's story almost mm-hmm. unfairly and like to a to a point that just elevates and accentuates how much last of us part two is someone's story and then even then uh part two still subverts those expectations and it's not entirely someone's story maybe there's more to the story than you think and then how it how it turns and delivers that from uh, from the perspective of humanity and, mm-hmm. and what what we call and and drive that sense of. I mean, if anything, it definitely it made me realize just how shitty people are, sure. shittier than usual. Oh boy! It it, um, it takes this like if 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 not for anything else, that game does a great job of 
taking what you consider to be the heroes, quote-unquote, and turning them into the monsters that they really are, and you don't really know that coming out of the first game. And you don't want it to happen. But, like, again, and it's in a testament to the characterization and how well it does that, because in spite of how ashamed I was and, like, how disappointed I was in certain characters, I still Mm -hmm. felt this attachment to them that, like, I, I still wanted to do what I can to like see to it that they I, I didn't want to see anything bad happen to them. And regardless of how much I saw from other characters and how like their perspectives that are fully fleshed out and you get to see more more of what's going on than mm-hmm. like what would you initially thought it to be, mm-hmm. you still can't help but hate or like feel this like resentment. Like regardless of how expanded your your horizon may be on that person and what their motivations were, you still can't help but feel like like the fact that like you like such feelings and it goes beyond like rationale, it goes beyond logic and just like kind of like really really like being copathetic to like just the situation and the circumstances that led to where they can from both sides of the story you still have a you still have a dog in the race like Mm -hmm. regardless because like it's human to have a dog in the race and like they recognize that and there's so much else it's just that somebody some people kind of fixated on the wrong goddamn dog like that like it wasn't that dog's race to have anymore (laughs) So that's like the one thing that kind of spoiled it in the um in the grand uh space of discourse to the point where like yeah people are sick of talking about the game. I'm almost kind of sick about talking about the game, but mm-hmm. I'm still it's going to be one that I like will look back on remember and one sure. I will absolutely replay. Like cuz like there is like I still yeah. think there's a lot of merit for what it did. Like, I'd like I'll, to see I like to see if they do DLC, you know, like a left behind. There is so exactly and mm-hmm. I was about to say where like and now With that Levi. I feel like I'm glad they expanded the story, there is there are two characters I need more of. Yeah. I did, is it I, Lev or I, is it Levi? I don't remember. I'm sorry? Well, I can't remember the character's name now. I'm blanking on it. I'm specifically not saying it for, like, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, mean, I understand. Okay, that's fair. I, understand. I mean, it's been long enough. But, like, I, I, you know what? Fuck it. This game's been spoiled and talked about the high hell before it even released. I want to see more of Lev. Lev I want to okay. see his story and how, yeah. like, he, where he's going with, like, his partner in the grand scheme of things. And we'll leave it at that. Okay, so we'll leave it at that. But I think that for you and, and kind of going back to maybe just kind of, like, leading into what we talked about in the games club going and exploring that more do you think you'll turn around on what they did in last of us part two if if that if that is here's a great analogy i'm going to give you the best analogy i can think of okay okay and like where this is where naughty dog can make up lost ground um marvel spider-man is very fun but but i do not like the copaganda especially in regard to the (sighs) climate in which it was released near in mm-hmm. post and how it continued especially in regard to where it may have served a purpose mechanically it did not do much of anything narratively for the character and property itself it was almost a disservice to the character gotcha. because it did not feel like spider-man okay now enter miles morales 
I don't know much, and I haven't played the game much like you. But would you see? Would you feel that 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 criticism I I yielded, the propaganda, is no longer an aspect, and that they've actually played to the strengths of Miles Morales as a character? Mm, it's tough. I think they, but maybe like you said, it is kind of empty. I think they try to play into more of Miles as a character, as a person, as his culture. Um, I don't do think they like shy they... away from the what they did in Spider-Man 4 with like the pro-cop you know, mm. mentality of everything. Uh, but I do think they try... But I, I, I see where you're going with this. Okay. I think they attempt to bring more culture, more diversity into Miles as a character. They attempt but... to recognize what they can do and not do the bare minimum. Would you say that's fair to say? I think it's an attempt. I don't think they are successful, but I think it's an attempt. All right. And, well, and, the, and the only reason why I say that is because I've seen people online that see that presented in a game, and for them it's an emotional win. It's like I'm seeing myself represented in this game. Now, are they making strides that need to be made in gaming and storytelling? No. But at least if it did help that one person feel like they're being represented in the game – then I feel like at least it's for them a small victory. It's not where they need to be, but I'm hoping it goes in the right direction. And I think that's what they did with Miles Morales, but but I see what you're saying. I think it's a small step, but it's not the, like you were saying earlier, it's not the big we won. I'd assume, okay, I thought that's, because I, I, like, that's different to what I heard. So, again, again, until I sit down and play it to where I can get that, that's the impression I got just from, conversations i was like being a fly on the wall to yeah um but yeah i think with the character lev if they can expand and do more and not um fall to like some of the trappings that i felt did a disservice to his character Mm -hmm. and then a big aspect of his identity yeah then and again and there's only so much that I can like comment on it as without far as spoiling it. Sure, and I hope that they at least can open a dialogue, and maybe they know, hey, this is something we need to discuss, something we need to hopefully get some feedback on. I mean, I hope. I mean, they have the right people, like yeah. they and those people, to an effect, were also involved in the production of that character. I just think they need to have more of a voice because maybe like some of the criticisms I yielded could have been avoided, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. That's all I really have to say. I mean, we've gone at length about last of us part two, um, but it is not my game of the year. No, my personal game of the year. No. So, um, what would be your number two, Andrew? So funny you mentioned it. We talked about Spider-Man miles Morales briefly. Uh, that was my number two. And I think that if you played Spider-Man on PS4, which came out, what, 2019, 2018, I think it was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Okay. Uh, I mean, not much has changed, but I will say I like what they did with... I think, if anything, that game to me was my number two only based on things that, unfortunately, I don't want to get into it for other people, that can only be experienced on certain platforms. I, I like the the technical aspect of what that game can do on a PlayStation 5. And do I you also think it. Do you think that people who can't get a PlayStation Five should wait to get it? Or yes, I, I don't PS4? know if you should necessarily get that on PS Four. Yes, okay. that, that that's definitely where I'm going with that. I think if you like Spider Man and you want the Miles Morales story, 
then yeah, pick it up on PS4. Absolutely. I'm sure it performs just fine. But from a te- technical aspect, I would say definitely try to wait and get it on PS5 because from the what they can do in that scope with that technology is pretty amazing. Um, and, and honestly, I just like Miles Morales. I liked playing as the you know Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse because I didn't really play a lot of Spider-Man on PS4. So for a lot of people, that was their game of the year that year, or at least in their top five. For me, it's in my top five this year because this is now my like first time really playing a lot of Spider-Man. And I like the Miles Morales character. I like you know that whole universe. So I got a lot out of it. I think it really speaks well to how well that game can perform on new technology. But not everyone can do that, and I understand it. So I won't go into a lot of details. I would say if you are able to play it on PS5, that's awesome. But I would wait. I mean, you already have PS4, Spider-Man. It's basically the same thing. And it's kind of short. It's like eight hours. It would. It should have just been an add-on for Spider-Man on PS4. I yeah, think the sell, I, I, I the sell it at full really price is kind of wild to of, me. Uh, Sony, because like, Sony really yeah. like, promoted it to being like this new no. like proper entry, and it's not. It's no. a, another stopgap, so to speak, which for sure. kind of sucks. For sure. So, yeah, I would definitely wait, but um, unless you're like a hardcore fan. But I, I thought it was great, and I think it's a good sign of what's to come with that technology, but I understand that not everyone is able to do that, so I don't want to dwell on it too much. All right. So, uh, Ed, what is your number two pick? My number two pick was Animal Crossing New Horizon. There you go. <laughs> Yo, so... I'm surprised uh, number I'm, two. I mean, it, you spoke so fondly of it. Um, so, okay, I'm going to rephrase a previous question I gave you. Sure. So, what... I think I know the answer to it, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it in there anyway. Because um, I asked you earlier if Animal Crossing kind of detracted your enjoyment of uh, Rune Factor, and you said no because you played it prior. I mean, maybe if it was the other way around, would you have been able to get into Rune Factor? Is that what makes Animal Crossing all the better? Or No, no. I think uh, Animal Crossing had um, it had a longer-lasting hook than Rune Factory 4, because like I said, uh, you know, I did spend about 160 hours in Rune Factory, but I've spent 300 in Animal Crossing, so... I mean, so much it has this, if you can like imagine things and like if if you take aspects of something you're playing and like somehow apply it in the real world, like that, that really just speaks to like just how hard of a hold that game might have on you. Like just even something as simple as like moving and just imagining that like your like furniture is floating and you're just rearranging um, and uh, renovating kind of like what you would do in Animal Crossing, like stuff like that. Yeah, I can totally like imagine that it's just you know um and i know like your tastes in in what you like to play and spend time in it's so weird like you you're very much like you you enjoy like frenetic frenetic shoot 'em ups and action games to like a certain degree or just very quiet very low key low <laughs> investment games kind of like very yin and uh, yang you know you got the polar opposites there's nothing in between yeah but like (laughs) it's it's weird though because you can you can make animal crossing like at least new horizons you can make it a weird little adventure game if you want to i mean just with the element of the tarantulas and the scorpions or even just like buddy beetle hunting was my life for a little while there oh dude yeah like it can like it 
I again where I, like, I came less up with a more... scientific system to catch those sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, dude! Like at, at first, I was just like just buck wilding. Like I just ran, and like for the while, like that worked for me. And then there are times where I'd screw up. Val had this whole system where she would just dig up holes and create mazes yeah. where she timed like what route she would take and just like rely on uh, being able to um, just hop over a hole. Eventually, I just held the sprint button and ran in circles to the point where I knew the moment I stopped on a dime at a certain angle, I can like have the distance I needed to uh, swing my net and catch. So, no, I, I totally feel you again, like. These are like things that you wouldn't expect just based on pre-existing um, uh, expectations from the original titles that preceded it. So it's really neat that New Horizons is kind of like broken out of its own bubble, but like has created this like new space that accommodates new players and old players. I just want to throw it to uh, when Toast was talking about how it was perfectly timed with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was helpful to have while I was in the hospital too. Um, yeah. when I was in the hospital, um, it, it, we, we found out that, um, it, it was very, um, the, the, the people that could visit me were very restricted mm-hmm. because I could only have one person in my entire family slash circle of friends I'm visit so... me within a Sorry. week's time. So within seven days, only one person could visit me for like 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, so Animal Crossing was able, was able to allow me to connect with, with Deruna more wow. than I would have been able to otherwise. Yeah. That's... And we could, uh, we could play, you know, the game together while I was sitting in a hospital bed. <sighs> And I feel like just thinking about that, like in my head, just that, uh, like I, I don't know, man, I'm getting kind of emotional, honestly, like to have that kind of lifeline when you really needed it. Like, I can't imagine what that'd be like to go through something like that and not to have, you know, someone there with you by your side. It was definitely like, useful. To to not have it, like to not even be allowed, yeah. you know, like you need that, like for strength, for for anything like just to grasp something you know going through something like that can't imagine i'm and i'm so happy you had that and i'm yeah. so i didn't wow. i didn't get the chance to really catch a whole lot of that i'm so sorry because like no it's um, our little puppy had yeah. a little bit of an episode but i guess he's 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 doing okay now Good. okay um, but i did catch some of that and, and dude and i'm so i'm happy that you got that it was able to be an outlet because i i can speak from the experience where when um, Val had to have her appendectomy, I never felt so scared and mm-hmm. just like not being able to like, like it was a very trying time for us, her especially, because like sure. I'm not there to like do what I can. We couldn't be there and given with everything going on. So mm-hmm. I dude, I'm I'm just happy that I was able to be there. And that's like, again, that's a testament to what it is, where it can be way more. It 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 It's something that definitely it's, more than just a game, it, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gives it yeah. give it gives back what you put in. Sure. Well, I guess we're now at our um number ones. I think Oliver, like, well, we've had a lot of shared yeah. um picks leading up to this. I think all of us have assuredly picked um something different. Well, except for the exception one. I'm really okay. excited to see what Ed's is. I, I kinda like knowing George, I know what his is, but Ed, I'm mm, 
I don't know. What do we, should we just like fuck it like have him go next? I kind of want to. I kind of want to know where he weighs in on this. All right. What's All right. your number one opinion? Well, if uh, our longtime listeners know anything about me, is that I always choose really weird shit for my number one pick. And this year, it's the PC Engine Mini. You're picking hardware? Kind He's of. He's done it before. He's done it before. He did it with the Switch, yes, remember? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you why, though, because like um, it, more, more so than the, than the hardware itself, it's the software on it that makes it worthwhile. Okay. Um. So M2 obviously was behind the PC Engine Mini. Yep. Uh, it created emulation, I believe, for each individual title on the system. So it did. every single game has has its own parameters to run in. Um, it's a very expensive collection of games if you want to get them one by one. So the $100 price tag that the PC Engine Mini sported made it a very economical way to legally and officially own stuff like, say, Sapphire, which would cost you about 2000 Canadian dollars. Um, add to that you know, stuff like Contra Hardcore, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. You've got Galaga 90 on there, Airzonk, Newtopia 1 I think you're mentioning the, those other two are Genesis games, dude. What's that? Uh, Bloodlines and Hardcore are Genesis games. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm lying. Uh, I'm thinking of... Um, well, M2 did the Genesis Rondo Mini, X, too. Right? Castlevania so. X? Yeah, Rondo is on there. Yeah, um, that's the one. It's it's weird that you, you went this direction, but hey, I'll go only because, like, I'm the one that reviewed it for the site, and, like, I enjoy it, but it kind of disappointed me. But why? So, so you talked about library um, choices. It has such a short-sighted scope of like what it like here's the thing does it though i, think I mean it yes i there there's no reason that the same game should appear twice just with its regional variant like it's lazy and weird um like that alone kind of got under my skin um and then some of the choice like i, I think the big issue with it is that if it's catering to like its demographic. It's playing to the crowd that it needs to play to, which is fine. You can argue that all the other minis did that, but they also had a much more wider appeal. So the the TurboGrafx mini Konami, while they're definitely playing to a crowd that they know is going to buy into it, I felt like there was a potential where there is a new opportunity to draw in other people, like especially with the barrier of entry, as you mentioned, like turbographic shit, even like just the junky, like common shit, super expensive. It is oh, yeah. like, it is, it is nearing King shit now, as far as Neo Geo, like on the hierarchy of like old shit, you shouldn't be spending too much money on. There's Neo Geo and then turbo graphics. Um, so I, I felt like as an opportunity to kind of like, you make these barriers of, of entry a little bit more accessible that there'd be some more forethought, especially to the global market. And it, what's weird enough is that like the PC engine mini still does have a slightly different library than that of the North American TurboGrafx 16 variant. It does. But like, it's not these, I don't know. A lot of some of these choices are just like, eh. I, so it might be different as far as what the PC, like I believe the PC engine mini, like actually had um 
uh, Bonk's Revenge. Um, the Turbo Graphics, which was better uh, than the original, right? Bonk's Adventure yeah. was one thing, but Bonk's Revenge was where it was at. Bonk's Revenge is not on Turbo Graphics 16 Mini. Is it not? It is not. It, but you don't want to. You don't want to know what's on it. Bonk's Adventure and then PC Genjin. Why? <laughs> like, it it it's it's stuff like that where like there's a lot of good ideas and also um the emulation for the most part is okay it's pretty good it's i don't know i just feel like when you you look at the genesis mini like i feel like m2 kind of slagged off a little bit on on the turbo and i don't know if that's just for a lack of experience or a lack of passion i just i i get it like it makes sense that this is your number one i'm just surprised yeah, that it's you're the not shoot them up really it, it right mm-hmm yeah, no, like, dude, Force Gear being on it, that's yeah. dope. Uh, the hidden versions of Salamander. Like, there's a lot of cool Easter eggs that I really enjoyed. And, like... Well, Fantasy, in terms are, of, uh, Fantasy Zone, rather, had a um, an enhanced version on there, too. Yeah, dude. Like, in terms of presentation and, like, just overall fan service and appeal and playing to its base... I would say that the that mini is second to none. It does an even better job than like the NES and SNES classic. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Just like just the ephemeral like like representation of like a hue card or turbo chip just like flying into a virtual slot or even seeing the appropriate system card and then the disc spin within its like appropriate when it was a CD game and like seeing that in the boot screen. Like all that shit is like nifty, weird, but at the same time, celebratory shit that evokes the very spirit of what a mini console should be. So, like, there are lots of things that it does right. But in terms of, like, on an, on an operational standpoint, like, it could have been better. And I felt like it just rested on the laurels of its niche. Like, like there are games that, like, we should not have had in our version. There, where there could have been North American variants that it could take taken. Or maybe... Uh, perhaps more uh, region accessible games like what the fuck am we? Or what are we gonna do with Snatcher, dude? That's not <laughs> translated. Had that been translated, holy shit, that would have been I mean, huge. by now if it hasn't, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, and I don't know. It's I don't know how different Snatcher is on Sega CD and Mega CD versus that of the Turbo CD. But that's the thing that chaps me the most is Konami owns this IP. Konami has access to these assets and to these. Um, these localizations, how, why the fuck, like, like it, that's where, like, where you have an instance, like the SNES classic, like, Hey, these are all familiar games. We all, you know, we know you all love them, but check it out. We're doing the first commercial release of star Fox two. Like you've always seen it on the repro and emulation scene. Here it is. And so much to the point where like the ROM has been ripped and now has been made available to where you could play it on original hardware. Like that's King shit. That's dope. Uh, the Genesis Mini had Darius and Tetris. Maybe not as cool. I don't know if cool. all those people credit, though. Huh? I don't know if you should be giving them credit for that, though. That's like bare minimum stuff, yeah? You think so? Like, I think the Turbo... That's what I'm trying to... That's the point I'm trying to make with the PC and the Turbo. Like, right. I think what they did was bare fair, minimum. Fair enough, right? And you, you've got valid criticism, sure. But you know what else could have been better last year? Mm. 2020. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we we are we are grading on a curve this year, my dude. 
All right. It's very All fair. True. I'll shut the fuck up. That's I am very so true. sorry. It's very true. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm oh. just happy you enjoyed it, dude. Like, I have you consider maybe getting the 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 turbo variant it's really neat it's no, even got the ridiculous I, pop out cover on the back i, I don't want the turbo uh, variant i do want the core graphics mini that it's yeah it's you know what's funny too otherwise. you know i just imagine i just realized something else I with just... you getting the pc engine variant you don't have turbo on your controller do you nope you're fucking insane, and you still like, <laughs> dude. I, 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 I at least have turbo on this goddamn thing. I just feel bad uh, you can't keep up with these damn minis anymore. I was on a good trek for a minute there, and then I, like, as soon as the Neo Geo came out, I fucking, like, I can't oh, keep dude, up with it. I'm my review of the Astro City is coming out soon. I will say it's largely it positive, but I'm still like, it's got some. It's definitely got some sins. Like, yeah. like I want to get one, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do okay. Honestly, the the software library makes up for it. The, the emulation is better than I thought, but there's still like like shimmering is bad. Like shimmering is bad on like uh, Wonder Boy Monsters Lair, like the worst. But oh, like yeah. it's because of what you had said. I don't. I feel they're all running on a uh, universal emulator. Versus being proprietarily right. uh, emulated, like title by title. I mean, it's got Cotton, but then again, Cotton Reboot is coming out this year. So. It is. Oh, yeah. well, dude, but it's got Thunder Force AC. But I've got Thunder Force AC on the Switch. Oh, but dude, it's and got... I've got it on Saturn. But it's got. Oh, it's on. I didn't know it was on Saturn. Yeah, man. Um, Thunder Force Gold Pack too. Bro. Revenge of Death Adder. I'm sorry. Get over your shit, dog. It's <laughs> fucking good. It's so goddamn good. Um, and not only that, like, it's got a pretty goddamn good port of Virtua Fighter. Even like, I, you know what's funny? Ooh. This and well, like, you know what else has a really good port of uh, Virtua Fighter? The mm. Saturn. Well, well. <laughs> uh, the controller on it is surprisingly really neat too. Yes, there, I, like, I will E-Swat, give you that. Yeah, dude, it's actually it feels good too. It it's nice to play on. Like if nothing um, else, I just kind of want to get the controller. I, I I'll I'll have more words to elaborate on it. I will say that I was, um, I think I enjoy my Astro City more than my Turbo Mini. Like, there's like, but well. it, marginally, marginally, and a lot of that has to do with the library, and that's so you're because rocking that Naomi shit right there. Yeah, dude, like, mm. um, Arabian Nights, like, there's some weird, quirky little choices here that, like, make it, I mean, there are some non-region friendly choices, like, uh, Tantar, uh, I'll never be able to play it, but the, the language barrier is too thick, but, like, there's still some neat shit here, um, but anyway, that, that, dude, hey, more power to you, I just, you know, if anything, you've got more of a reason to grab the, uh, 8-bit dough PC engine, um controllers but like you're the aficionado like it's it's so stupid because like me and like this entire other community and a lot of other people like that could have probably helped but stayed silent i don't know if they were just mocking us in secret i we all kept thinking that like a uh, pc engine title was like fucked up or glitchy as fuck on like um it the way it was emulated on our ODE, and then Ed just comes out and just like, nah, dog, that means you're playing it on actual hardware. It's good. That's a good fuck up. <laughs> That's the way it's meant to be played. 
Yeah, it, it, it's like the way it's looking right now is what happens when you put like the real card in. I'm like, I would have been yeah. so goddamn mad because I was thinking about actually buying that. Hey, man, game. I'm still salty about Koryun. Yeah, it's it's fun. We'll, we'll, it's not we'll worth see. It. We'll see what I have to say at episode 300. All right, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay, um, I I want to kind of talk about Andrew's number one number now, one, and I'll yeah. try to. Uh, cap off on mine okay alluded to yes uh hades so like with hades i i think the the like my gut reaction to it is that george and i have talked about it a little bit here recently and before that i know people online have been talking about it since it came out on the epic store in um you know pre-release or uh whatever you would call it um, and it's alpha and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and it's like, you know, not 1.0 state. Everyone's been talking about that game. We here, I will say for the most part, I don't want to speak for everyone, but we're all pretty big fans of Supergiant, I would I would hope. Uh, you know, I think they make great games. And so George and I got to have these, like, water cooler conversations about this game. And those games don't come around very often. You know, uh, I think Mass Effect was a big one for us. Uh, back in the day and mm-hmm. we, we kind of briefly talked about like Untitled Goose Game you know had those those conversations and and it was kind of cool to have these conversations about the game and, and kind of talking about like our strategies and our you know what worked for you what didn't work what have you found and it, it's been really exciting to kind of be a part of that you know that that excited community of people playing this game and I will say wholeheartedly being a super giant fan this is their best game I think they absolutely knocked I, it out of the park. I agree. Uh, the gameplay is great, and you know, and I've been playing it in a neutered state, knowing that I probably should be playing this docked or with a controller. Like, I bet I could probably get so much more out of this probably game. Probably do way better. I could not. I'll tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. I have not played that game handheld once because it's so, <laughs> it, it's so it, fucking hectic. Well, like, and that's the crazy thing. The I've been playing game. it handheld with the drift. Like I've been having the drift in my left oh, Joy-Con. Dude. That, I I, I just ordered the Hori uh Joy-Cons, like the mm-hmm. more like gamepad kind of looking uh, Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that's going to make my runs through that game more and more uh easy going forward. But yeah. I mean, I, so here's the thing, like okay. and it's so weird because we talked about how we're there are games that have only been made better by the community. And I think in terms of like a community that you're more intimate with, mm-hmm. like this game is awesome. But for the, for the first run of it, I feel like people were kind of like, a, a like, I don't know. I was just seeing like the horny side of eighties a little too much. Dude, kind of turned me uh, off. But Hey, like, but Hey, these Olympians, man, they are sexy. They are down know, for whatever. Like, uh, what, Dionysus, I think, is the one? Like, mm. So, it, it, and I'll Ooh. get into Dionysus. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> he, oh, I'm a dude, party he, with he, you. He, he's silky smooth. He caramel. Um, Ooh, but, real like, fucking, um, like, he, he, he fresh off the nougat. But mm-hmm. I, I yeah. will say, um, in, in terms of, like, just the zeitgeist of, yes. of like, it's a good the, word. That's kind of yeah, what this, I was going for. Yeah, absolutely. It, like it was this game was unavoidable and like I mm. and for good reason. And then when you play more to because like when I think of 
super giant. Like, it's weird because like I went back and played it, and like I enjoy some of the ideas in Transistor, but yes. I felt like Transistor was fairly clumsy in comparison, especially now with um, Hades. And I feel like Hades, and, I, and forgive me, I haven't played Pyre, um, and I yeah. want to. I, I heard Pyre's just like basketball, basically. <laughs> Which okay, um, I I feel like where Transistor was just like. It did. It Tactics. accentuated everything narratively, and and again, its characterization, like also, like they're they're among that Mount Rushmore of of like game presentation and direction. Yeah. Um, I you know I was thinking that there wasn't much for Hades with given, but then you see all this fan art and all this rom romanticization of mm -hmm. like all these various faces and people, even like just like side characters, characters that have like hardly any role in the game and you just realize like it they they were really able to take this tired trope of like the a, a greek god yes. uh, world and and like give it such an air of personality and charisma that like only they could do and like yeah. like you have to think like i process it in like in any other context this would sound insane but there is a character that only says the word murder Yes. Yet this fucking character had the voice actor for this character is voiced over 143 lines of dialogue for just this character saying the word murder. And yet every single fucking time there's it's different. It's different in yes. a organically natural and effective way. And that speaks to what the game does really well and granted like the game has grabbed me i've, I've kind of started i'm I, like after this i was gonna try to finish up some of these reviews that i've yep. been putting off and then uh, and maybe put a run i don't know it all depends um but i really feel like there's in no other game like especially bastion which was like a high contender mm -hmm. has it ever felt like a living breathing world quite like Hades and it, it does it, it it really is because I I don't want to go into spoiler territory because I know that you know I've just I've played I've done about 55 runs and I've put maybe like 60 plus hours into the game uh, there's still so much in that game that you can explore like I know when I beat Bastion I was done I was like I, I, I've completed it I beat it and I could put it away and be like, okay, I'm done. They get the strings of these relationships and they get these, you know, characters to become so important to the storyline that after you've completed a run, you will still play. I've, I have not stopped playing it. I picked up a bunch of games for my switch here in the last few weeks. I can't stop playing Hades. Uh, I think George and I talked, I just got my first completed run a week or two ago, maybe. I mean, it's it's been pretty recent. After fifty or so attempts, and I was at the very fucking end, you guys. Like he, uh, like I had to ask. And we won't Andrew. spoil it, but like, like it is a tough hill to climb. Um, and I have not yet since, even though I've gotten a lot at my disposal and I've gotten a lot of new arsenal that I can utilize, I still have not been able to do it more than one time. But. I keep on going because they string together storylines with the characters. Like you had said, they all have integral parts to the story. They're NPCs that you rarely really think anything about like Scully. 
Early on in the game, yeah. you have Skelly, who is a skeleton that you just test your weapons on. That is literally their only purpose in the game. He's got a arch- arching storyline that ties into a lot of stuff that you want to find out more about. You want to find out more about the Olympians. You want to find out more about these people that you encounter through your climb to the, you know, the, and the, the, the clandestine top. affairs that take place. Like, it's very, like, the, the narratives mm-hmm. and and the way it's written and how it fleshes out and develops these characters is just so it sneaks up on you it's in super, such a refreshing It's super anime way. though, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching this and, and kind of getting into this. Like it's like an anime. Like I need to see what happens on the next episode. I'm, I'm super into it, man. Like I am at this point now, I'm just invested in storyline and upgrading. Uh, and I, I really thought after I got my first run, I'd be like, okay, I can finally put this down and I can't stop playing it. I think the, our conversation, though, is kind of really – it's expanded one thing for me, though. Okay. Where, like, the game feels like once you find your little niche, like once you find a uh, a good comfort spot – You exploit the combo that works best for you. You ex- Yeah. You yeah. do not want to leave that comfort spot. However, mm-hmm. I feel for the game to – reveal more of itself to you because you like me and you discuss how like yeah. there are certain there are elements of the game that i knew other players have already were able to like pay witness to and mm-hmm. i'm like when will that open up in the game for me i feel like i should be in that spot and then when we kind of really just dice the granular shit and look at like what like they're doing versus what i'm doing uh, just to find out that, like, maybe if I, you know, expand my horizons and play around with the other weapon choices and the other loadouts that are available to me, because yes. there's quite a bit that, like, then I'll be able to get more of what I want. But see, it it's weird. Like, that's the one thing. Like, I applaud that and I hate it because when you find a play style that you like, you I don't want to be yeah. punished. Because, like, yeah. I, I, I didn't fuck around with some of the other items I, or the weapons. I don't like them. No, and, and, Not... and, I, and I think that, for me, that was kind of the most, like, interesting thing was I am a bow person through and through. Like, I want the bow. I want the boons from Artemis. Like, I want range. That's all I want in that game. I want to keep my distance. I want to – that's all I want to do. But surprisingly enough, you and I really connected on the spear. Yes. And that was the... what I ended up getting my first – run through with was a spear and that's a weapon I rarely ever wanted to use. Because the spear of Vortha gives you, not only gives you your range but it gives you uh, rapid yep. even like at its base and it gives you backstab. If you're and getting the only, boons and you're getting the things that will facilitate that. My it, best, so the best boon combo that I found that mm-hmm. worked for me on two different ones, one that nearly got me the fucking, like the victory mm-hmm. was uh Dionysus, uh, who gives the hangover effect. Yes. And I forget the season's god who gives the chill effect. Just combining those two and just focusing on that, especially mm. for the bosses that you encounter, yes. it makes a world of difference, especially with how fast the game moves when you're able to slow your enemy down, especially increasing those boons where you can yes. slow them down up upwards of 10 seconds or more at a time. Mm-hmm. And then the hangover damaging them gradually and nickeling and diming them yes. while you're still in like facilitating damage. And see, there are so many other ways I can do it. I can possibly do the um like the oh do, God, do 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 shield name. with Artemis and you're basically untouchable. Yeah. Well I yeah, you could do Artemis. Uh well I thought Artemis was the hunter god. 
Uh, not Artemis. I'm sorry. Uh, which one is the shield? Uh, Aphrodite. No, she's the love one. She's like the uh, weak. Yes. And Aphrodite, well, I mean, hers is, um, I know what you're talking about. I actually, and what's funny enough yeah, is I can't remember her, her she completes the boon um, combo that I have because I take her dash boon. Because yes. her dash boon gives you deflect and shield. Yes. So while you're one, kind yep. of positioning everything, you can also move around. Yep. And yeah, so like the fact that you can compare and contrast them, like this is what the com- I did. The combos are pretty much endless. I mean, there's tons that you haven't even been able to unlock just because there are, I don't want to spoil much, but there are, have you seen any of the duo? Yes, I okay. have seen the okay. duos and like, yeah. I, I don't even know how to trigger them. I've only gotten two in, in my, all my it, it run throughs. As you're unlocking more, like you will progressively go through and unlock more as you go through it, it, it. That game has to be played through multiple times to see a lot of it. And, but it never feels like a chore to me. And that's no, the thing. It I, never feels like a grind. It just feels like I'm just doing this because I enjoy doing weird, it. It's weird, though, because I have, like, with all roguelikes, like, Nuclear Throne, and I think that's why I yeah. bounce off of it. I mean, there's this, like, unspoken, like, air of, of, of bragging rights and, mm-hmm. like, you know, just comparing and, like, I kind of – I want to get ahead of myself. And, like, I feel like the game is purposely structured to where it won't. Like, no, yeah. I don't you even can't know. explain it, yeah. I don't even know what the game would have done or reacted had I actually completed mm-hmm. and beaten it. Cause like just when I like had to confirm my suspicion and I'm like, how close was I? I'm like, you were close. I'm like, fuck dude. Like it just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of got to like take my own head out of my ass and like try to appreciate all the other things it does. Cause it does all those other things really well. Um, and even then like, all the characters at some point, but like they're all likable in some aspect or another. But even like with the main character, for is um, it, it's weird because everyone kind of treats uh, a good majority of those surrounding him like treat him with either respect or resentment. <laughs> and like he couldn't, he almost couldn't care less, but he feels like a little bit offended. But at the same time, that doesn't deter him from what he wants the most because he's always felt like something's missing. Yeah. And like the way they go about it, it, I don't know. It's great. I, I'm so happy that it's gotten like the, the, the care and attention to its storytelling. The one thing that I like throws me off is like, where does super giant go? Oh from my here? God. Like, how do they top? This? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a big part of it. I remember us seeing them at PAX and when Bastion was getting ready to come out and like to see where they've come from, from since then is is huge. Oh yeah, uh, dude, Greg Casavin's still killing it. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Uh so yeah, kudos to them. I mean, I think going from that small team to where they're at now, I mean it's and and same goes with any game. Like you put the time and effort in. You know, we've been watching documentaries of that game being made for the last three years. Uh um, yeah. It just I don't know. I, I think they they've got something on their hands that I don't think can ever be duplicated. Ed, I absolutely think you should play this game. By the way, out of all the games we talk about, this one I think you'll you'll definitely enjoy. Yeah, I've, it's been on my radar. I would love you, for you to play it. I, if we could do a games club for this this year at some point, I would like absolutely love just geeking out over this game. Honestly. Well, let's see. We had a what's in your console on docket, and then we're gonna. I think we're gonna try to do our golden sometime this year. Sometime this year. Yeah, it, it could be whenever. I mean, I'm, I'll, that's a, that's a testament to this game. I will still be playing this game when we eventually get around to it. I'm I'm down to do it fairly soon. Yeah. Like if anything, but all right, I'm glad to hear it. Cool. Um, 
All right, my number one. Yep. It's it's predictable in a sense. It's weird because it I <laughs> like I, I wanted to go against the grain a little bit, and even then, you would you could argue that part two would probably be just as predictable. Who knows? But like this one really, really had a hold on me, and even then, like I found myself like almost getting um a a little, I don't know. Uh, I'm really opening up about it, but like I really, really love Yakuza Like a Dragon. Like it, it does. Like what I like the other games could like not do, in a sense. Like it does it so well, and I think it does it for such a such a broader audience. Like there are definitely some things that like I I look back on now that I wish were. Like it, it, it's improved on from previous entries to like it now, but like man, if ever we're like, and again, Yakuza is is that weird like game where it it one minute it takes itself fairly seriously and it's a serious crime drama, and the next you are like helping a kid who's playing jacks, but you got to fight off a bear. Um, it is goofy as fuck sometimes. It is very much like it is. It is not pretentious or up its own ass about the fact that it's a video game. This one more than any of the other games. Like, if anything, I feel like Nagoshi was finally like, I really wanted to do Dragon Quest, and he, I'm gonna fucking make this Dragon Quest. And it's very, like, it, it is unabashed in its love. Like, I don't know how many I times you never hear the word. never thought of that comparison, but I guess that's exactly Dude, what they would they do. they say it. All the like that's oh, part wow. of Ichiban's like one of his like that he loves Dragon. Like I want to make a Dragon Quest game, so I'm gonna make a fucking Dragon Quest game. <laughs> he basically, no, that's oh. part of his character. Like where he would talk about like the one thing that got me through like my rough childhood was playing yeah. Dragon Quest, and I like sometimes wow. I look at life like an RPG. Like he'll make they'll make a lot of cheeky references and allusions to the fact that like so there's no fourth wall. Um, it's just gone. Um, no, there, there is a fourth wall. Okay. It, it, yeah, no, it's there. Like, like the fourth wall is in reference to like, like they'll talk about like when they're in their real life situation, they'll be like, well, you know what it's time for? Like the party is about to face the demon Lord. So what would you do? Like, are you, are, are you going to go ahead and grind or what are you going to do? Like they'll use references and whatnot, but like more, more importantly, it's, even for those returning that are like a little taken aback by the new direction, mm -hmm. it is absolutely a reinvention. Okay. I just like, and you, it, it creeps up on you, but like just looking at Kiryu Kazuma, like the dude, like granted Yakuza's already come to the point. There's seven games. And while Kiryu is the, like the main dude, I mean, there are other iconic faces in it. There's Majima, like right behind him. There's Saijima, there's Haruka and the fact that like at some point they've been playable and have taken like the spotlight away from Kiryu yet it always comes back to him because he's just the he's the mascot so it's really hard to think that like the the series of games are going to continue without him in that spotlight and where there was a lot of appealing attributes about uh, Kiryu like there are things that like you kind of wish there was like he's very stoic like he's very soft-spoken yet very um like when he speaks he means like he has a conviction unlike anything else like there is almost to the point where like he was the man you wanted to be in a sense but like there are times when like he was at his most appealing when he was vulnerable like there's a i love kiryu as a protagonist but like 
he at the same time was like very evocative of like those almost like pulpy, like unrelatable, super superhuman type protagonists. Mm-hmm. Ichiban, like Ichiban Kasuga, which Ichiban is in J- J- Japanese roughly transla- uh, translates to number one. So he'll go by nickname Ichi or Kasuga. This dude is the polar opposite of Kiryu in in so many ways, even like aesthetically. Like you'll notice that like there are little things. Like just look at his fucking red suit. His red suit is the inversion of Kiryu's palette. Where instead of Kitty wearing a red under white, he's wearing red on the outside. And that's very much a part of who he is as a person. He's very emotive. He's very, like, emotive, like, almost to, like, stereotypical shonen standards for protagonists. But, like, he has a lot of character. And there are times where he's stoic. There are times where, like, he's very he's very self-effacing. Like, he'll call himself out. and like, I'm just this dumbass dude. I'm still kind of learning and picking it up. But, like, he'll own up to it and he'll try to better himself. In fact, that's a big part of the game mm-hmm. are the mechanics of, like, actually adapting and developing his personality and how they affect real-life dynamics in the game. And then another part, too, is where, like, there's always been a large cast of um, Yakuza like where there's always been a supporting cast that's helped here to you. And at times again, player control has shifted over to that cast. Um, but it, it, a large emphasis has always been Kiryu and it's always up to Kiryu. Kiryu's fucking Goku. It, like, you know what I mean? Like it's always up to him. Whereas here, like you develop and you come across like a wonderfully, like just such a charismatic and, and overall, like a, a very, like very charming, just magnetic cast of personality that you just like, I, they grip, they grab me in ways I, I didn't imagine. And like, it's really well done in the fact that like a big element of that game and how it's done is the fact that like, he doesn't have to do things on his own. And the way they spin that into the narrative of not only him doing the sub stories that are famous within the open world of the game, but also like the main plot. Um, and, and how also how they adapt to like all the familiar items, all the equipment, literally that it's the one thing that like kind of works against it, but also works for it is like all the overtop shit and equipment, everything you have from the previous games are all like, they have an RPG analog. Like, um, for example, the one of the hero or one of the uh, job classes, a big mechanic, are jobs. Um, the starting job is hero. We're basically like uh, Kasuga is just like I like to pretend like I'm a hero, like in Dragon Quest, and like this bat is my sword. Um, and then like I imagine like all the enemies we run into like scary enemy classes, and like they'll even like apply that mechanically where. Like, you see Kasuga's imagination take place and, like, mm-hmm. people on the street will transform into these scary, over-the-top, fucking ridiculous uh, enemies. Um, if you go to, like, one of the... Um, one of the just mini-games, like, um, the, like, the side outings of, like, um, just going to the batting cages and just trying to hit home runs, which have been, like, they've been in all the Kiwami and Zero and Judgment in... And while they've had different effects there in in like a dragon, 
it will help the hero class learn new essence moves. Um, a big new thing is business management, which is so fucking like that alone. That little aspect of the game could fucking might as well be game of the year for me because I cannot tell you how many hours I sunk into starting my own business conglomerate and ranking to be the number one corporation in Japan. Holy shit. <laughs> and not only is it a great way to farm money in the game, but it's. I it, like it's it's so fun in its own right, but also like it benefits the actual long game, almost to the point where it breaks it. It gives you access to things that like, had you not had access to them without participating in the business management, it would make the game far more of a grind and struggle. Um, but even like just the overtop, uh, nonsense of the job, the job system's amazing. The fact that like there's a temp job agency that you walk into. And you can talk to somebody at the counter and be like, you know what? I want to be a chef. And then you level up a chef and you get zany moves like slamming people with pressure cookers or pulling out a giant fucking cheese grater. This kind of reminds me like the South Park somebody. RPG, just like how ridiculous it gets. Dude, it it's so like right now my loadout. Um, I have my four player parties. I'm I'm still doing hero because hero is still like one of the stronger classes, but then I have uh, Breakdancer. Breakdancer is broken because <laughs> Breakdancer can not only do crowd control. Mm -hmm. Breakdancer is the red mage of this job. It Ooh. can do crowd control, cast magic attacks, but also uh, have healing effects. Does everything. Then yeah. I have uh, Dealer, which is the gambling party. So like the the seltzer of uh, Final Fantasy VI. That like that's the effect I've got going on in my Yakuza party. And then finally, I have Chef. And Chef does uh, crazy damage. And like the elements they have, they have six elements um, that all have like a rock, paper, scissors um, aspect, except um, the way they separate it is that three of them are for physical attacks, and then three of them are for magical attacks. And then like some enemies can only have one weakness to one of these two groups or two weaknesses. So the, the physical being fist, knife, gun... Or the magic being lightning, fire, uh, water. Which, I mean, to, to those are also status effects that are from Yakuza. Mm -hmm. But, like, the fact that, like, um, one of my previous uh, jobs was hostess. I had um, Sayako be a hostess. And she has a magic uh, ability to where she can pull out a wine bottle and shake it up and just explode the cork. And then just douse all of the enemies, uh, like, in, in range. Not only does it do a lot of damage to those who are uh, weak to water, but it has the ability to give enemies colds, which will give them like um, uh, lingering um, damage because they'll sneeze and hiccup because uh, they're sick. But it also get the chance of making them drunk, which just like in previous Yakuza games, if you drink too much, it affects your ability to fight and move in... Uh, like a dragon, it's fucking awful because you will not only not, it, it's like a Pokemon effect. You'll be too lazy to actually allow, be allowed to make a decision. Or sometimes it'll say you got drunk and angry and just moved on your own. Or the worst case, you got confused and attacked one of your own party members. Um, there's so much of a depth to it. I did not think that this game would be able to acclimate so well into this new format, but like, it feels so natural. Like, it feels like a natural extension 
and like it plays on that really well and it's a great next generation move like like Nagoshi basically said like Kasuga and his adventures are going to be Yakuza for the next 10 years and some people are like I miss the beat em ups and I kind of want like a side like a spin off yeah I'm sure we'll get that I mean dude we got Yakuza collection and that's awesome and like I'm even replaying through 3 right now and 3 is rough around the edges but there's still like some simplicity behind it but dude I would love a fucking Kiwami 3 um, there's even talks that Ishin might come out to the States where the, it's a series of Yakuza games we never got. Like, oh, what if Yakuza took place during the Edo era and everybody were fucking samurai? Like, this fucking franchise is huge. And, like, this game is such a wonderful, like, step in a new direction that, like, I feel like it... Out of all the games that feel, like, really niche or really, like, weeb... Like, this one feels the most accessible. This one feels most mainstream. This one was definitely the perfect choice to be a next-generation launch exclusive for the Series X. Like, it is such a wildly refreshing game, and, like, everyone should play it. Like, mm -hmm. like even Val was just like, I think I could play this one, just because it's not, it's not all the, like, hectic, virtual fighter-ass, Shenmue-esque, like, button-mashing and fighting. It's just like collective strategic turn-based battles and like it, it it has such a functional and addictive place to it but even then more importantly like in terms of the larger story where like if anybody's familiar with yakuza the fact that like there's always an insane corporate and political conspiracy behind like the crime organization and crime drama this is the most grounded and it's also a it's a really nice, I think, a reimagining and almost like a rebirth of the very first game. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of parallels between Kasuga and Kiryu. But, like, they're enjoyable to the point where, like, I left Kasuga, like, I left like a, uh, liking Like a Dragon. I almost left it liking Kasuga more. And, like, that's insane to me. Because, like, dude, like, if you told me that, like, a couple years ago when, like, especially in the sixth game where, like, I have never been more attached to the protagonist and you like introduced me to a new one, especially judgment. I look back on like, like a dragon has made me realize I do not like judgment. Like even with my late to the party, like I do not like the cockiest fuck, like thinks his shit don't stink character with Yagami is. And like, just like how that played around it. Even like a big part of his character development is like eating humble pie. I just I didn't care for it. But he, do you, do you think Judgment is the bridge though that they needed between six and 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 no. now this one? Okay. No, see, I will tell you right now. Like, if you were just be like, Judgment is the most skippable. <laughs> like okay. it is, it is very much like I think they needed to do something different, but they weren't ready to commit to the how different. Just like a placeholder until they got to this one. Yes, okay. because like honestly, um. Judgment feels like the dumpster baby of the Dragon Engine and the Zero Engine. Because the mm. Dragon Engine is free flow combat, whereas the Zero Engine was an embrace of switching between different styles of moves and martial arts mm. that yielded different combos and alternating them. And in fact, so much so to where it was obnoxious with Judgment. Like, Judgment only had two styles versus Zero's and Kiwami's four. But, like, the bridges between switching between them and the timing involved, like it, it almost made like what was supposed to be really accessible combat a little too over your head. Um, but no, uh, there's a very, very accessible depth to like a dragon and just like picking, 
like even then I'm doing the post game stuff where like I am now just trying because there's a post game dungeon that you absolutely have to be level 99 for. Yeah. No, like I tried to get ballsy and I went there in 80 and I got taken out within. Sounds like one going game. against death and I, like, in a had persona the game. Best fucking equipment. Yeah, it's it, like it very much wears its like um, Dragon Quest love on its sleeve, but it's also very much a Yakuza game. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't think we'll see as much Dragon Quest of uh, love for it, but I almost, like, there's a game of how much they use, they say the word. Like, I want to imagine how many times Sega had to pay Square Enix to use the words Dragon Quest. They've used the words Dragon Quest, <laughs> Slime, and, like, two it, other it, It's, terms. like, public and domain now. It's been around long enough that I think they could just... Yeah, there's a holiday in Japan for it. Yeah, it's fine. it's fine. So I don't know. It's fine. Um... But yeah, no, I absolutely recommend literally everyone. Like, it's, and I've never asked you about Yakuza. I know, like, me and Andrew go back and forth about it, but like, have you ever really played it? I've always wanted to, but I never really found a way to get into it. I, I'm thinking of maybe picking up Zero at some point just to sort yeah. of test the waters. I mean, I think you that's should... kind of the cool thing about this is like, you know, George, you said like you can either pick this up right now and start here, or you can go back. Like, what I'm wanting to do is go back with Zero and work your way through all of them. Like, you have the option. This is a good point. You can go back and, and go through the library and get to this point, or you can start right here, and you're fine. Which, if you care about the world and the narrative, I would recommend, because that's the one sure. thing uh, where Judgment, you, you like, you can honestly, you, dude, Judgment has one item that just references the Dragon of Dojima, which is basically Kiryu's street name. Mm-hmm. That's it. You will see other things, but they have little to no bearing. Whereas Like a Dragon is absolutely post Song of Life. It is absolutely like, well, it's actually, it, it it's in media res. It, and that's as much as I'll say. It jumps around. But it won't hinder you by not games. having that, right? I think you'll miss out a larger conversation you'll appreciate. It won't hinder yeah. you, but like, how would I, like, all right. Remember when we talked about how playing Mass Effect 3 in the Wii U will not, it will just not feel as good? Because of all the predetermined stuff you have to do. Right. Yeah, sure. There are things, like where there are not choices, there will, there are definitely going to be references, lots of references. There's going to be some familiar faces. Um, like some of that will be lost on you. When you have that pre-existing knowledge, it will make you appreciate like a dragon more, but also you can go into it totally blind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game will try to do as best as a job to fill in the blanks, but I think some of its impacts will be lost on you. Um, you know, like, I don't know. Like it, it's very much a legacy sequel. So let's put it that way. Like it's like if you introduce somebody to Boruto and they've only seen three episodes of Naruto, they are not going to have the same. Fair. That's a good comparison. Actually, I'm, I'm on board with that right away. <laughs> right. Sure. So that's the best mm-hmm. way I can say it. But even in its own merit, it's so fucking good. Like I, I am all for. It. I was talking to uh, Francis of Hey Poor Player because he also reviewed it. Um, and he's just like, I don't want to play another brawler Yakuza. I hope they only do this from mm. now on, which is, I don't know if I could say the same. I really love them both, but I, I would, I want more of this. Yeah. I, I think I would love to see, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Actually, I take that back. I, yeah, I would definitely like more of this, but like, um, 
I think my biggest, and uh, like I'll try to cap it off before we like land on a game of the year and, and uh, tie this up. Um, uh, female portrayal of of the female characters have always been very troubling. Super in problematic. Because, yes. <laughs> yes, only because they, aside from them being objectified, they're not put in a position to the point where like. Nagashi's gone on record saying that he could have almost had Kiryu like added as a guest character because of how popular Yakuza is in Japan, mm-hmm. but would not stomach the idea of Kiryu punching a woman. Like that, like you know what I mean? Like it's got like it's very held behind by some very dated um aspects of it. So mm-hmm. it is nice that like like a drag like a dragon, aside from uh, Haruka, which is a playable character in one of the previous games, and even then, she is not a playable character in the same. She's a playable character in the same way that like Cream the Rabbit is a playable character. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, this is the first game that actually gives you the opportunity to have uh, female protagonists that get in on the action and violence. Um, however, there is not a single female enemy in the game. Not a single one, which is really weird. And, like, I I don't know. I still feel like it's, again, like, it's an improvement, but it is, it's not even the bare minimum. It, they need to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that more is done in that, like, you know, in the in the seedy underworld of, of Japanese crime that, like, there are more women involved. Um, but anyway... Yeah, like a dragon is my number one. I, cool. I'm even then I'm thinking about like the best ways to like kind of grind my current setup so that I can finally beat the last dungeon and platinum the game. press pause radio if we were to like sit down and put our heads together i'll be honest with you my gut reaction and just the conversations we've had tonight i'm i'm thinking animal crossing i am too i i really feel like it did a lot for at least like both of you on this show and me just kind of through the osmosis of like people on my twitter feed and you both personally like i feel like that game did a lot for 2020 and i think if there was any shining example of what good could have come out of that year it's probably animal crossing i i really do i feel like that i I love hades don't get me wrong like top top game for me of all time but just the impact alone i think that for me and just hearing ed talk about you know that experience he had with it and george you know you having those experiences with it like that to me is worth more than anything i could ever give a game praise for those personal attachments i mean that that's worth more than anything yeah it's hard to uh hard to disagree with that but uh yeah you're right i don't think there's there's been another game uh, another single game here um you know outside of the shoot 'em ups that i've uh that mm-hmm. i've been playing and even among the shoot 'em ups that I've been playing this year, 
um, that really captured me quite like Animal Crossing New Horizons did. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm terrified to even try to get it for Switch. I played a ton of it on 3DS. I don't know if I have it in me to put that effort forth to play it. but Oh, I, I, st- I promise if you start, you've got it. I was going to say, I mean, I probably got the hookup, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like everyone's got themselves pretty well established at this point, so maybe For I will. Sure. Maybe I will. I mean, in the other versions of the game, uh, Deruna always paid off my houses, but this time around, I got that shit done myself. Look at you. Paying like, it forward, right? What's that? Paying it forward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, George, what do you think? Hmm. I... I couldn't disagree yeah i honestly think that that's that's what's up ladies and gentlemen it feels good Animal crossing new horizons is the press pause radio game of the year i feel strong about that i do i i do too i really thought well, you and i were gonna have to go into a, a little bit of a thing for hades but like after hearing those those conversations man it it sold me 100 percent. no i i Again, like when a game can be bigger than a game in a year where that might be more important than anything else, sure. I, I think it's worth acknowledging. Um, so, hmm. Man, yeah, that this has probably been the easiest conversation we had. Like, we've all been like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. They're like, it's. And you, but I, I think we can also easily agree in unison that, boy, it was slim pickings. Yeah, I will give an honorable mention just because it was very impactful for me this year, uh, twenty twenty. SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, was it Battle <laughs> Battle for Bikini battle Bottom for Bikini Rehydrated? Bottom. Just just for me on a personal level, it was the first game my daughter played, and she played through and actually beat it with my little bit of assistance. But ultimately, she played the vast majority of it, so that was a big deal for me. So I, I think that was that was an honorable mention for me for sure. At th- that's a good dude, and like I've been thinking that's about awesome. grabbing it because like a lot of people don't realize this, but like that was like one of the uh, Banjo Kazooie ass games that you can get on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Yeah, she she really dug it, man. She played a ton of it, man. She really dug it. So it it was a cool moment for me because I didn't think she'd be into games. I didn't want to force it, but she just kind of started wanting to get into it, and she really latched onto that game and really enjoyed it. Good deal. Um, I don't I don't know. I think as far as honorable mention for me, where like I something that like it didn't necessarily come out in um. 2020 but like i think out of all and like i know ed can get behind this um i've rediscovered my dreamcast in ways that like i i mean a lot of that's due in part to the atomis wave games which i'm gonna schedule another stream but even then just like it's just really neat that there's when like you feel really frustrated at the idea of like you can't like i i still don't have a next gen system i'm you know i don't want it uh, that there's an opportunity for me to like still like really appreciate uh, new experiences on on familiar hardware makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Cyberpunk can suck shit. From, yeah, uh, d- dude, <laughs> suck shit. God damn, that sucked. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, episode end. Well, almost. I do also okay, want to sorry about uh, that. throw out my like. 2020 like super jeers 
And uh, I'm, I'm going to call up Moero Crystal H for that fucking horse shit. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I'm I'm very happy to hear that, like, you're gra- like, it, it went from, like, very flimsy tolerance, like, in the beginning. And then I, I, I do appreciate that as I hear you talk more and more about the game where you just, like, you absolutely turned on it and, like, no, fuck this. This is stupid. Yeah, it is 100%. <laughs> freaking lolicon bullshit i don't i don't think there should be a game out there that uh portrays uh characters uh and sexualizes characters that are basically and ostensibly 10 year olds like fuck that shit mm. no no off into the abyss with yes that. all right well um with that, then, I guess, yeah, episode end. Episode end. You've just listened to the Press Pause Radio Golden Zonky special for the year 2020. I really enjoyed recording this episode. I miss you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's quite a bit going on. I mean, we've kind of been quiet for the most part, other than uh, Andrew holding down the fort and uh, getting to stream the, uh, the beta that we got for... Um, back for blood yeah um which i mean i'm gonna be really curious to pick your brain because i got to like watch a little bit i was playing it on a junk pc and it still ran okay but i will say i'm in the process of building a pc so i'm excited to see what that will bring for some uh, some playing and some getting one pre-built so yeah i i building a pc just sounds stressful man i mean you know i actually considered maybe doing something on the site for building a pc i don't know if there's any interest in that but like watching me please fumble do. through building a pc might be something please do i would love it yeah i would okay. fucking love it all right we'll see um but yeah other than that i mean uh we've got tons of reviews um on the way there's uh we've got crash bandicoot for it's about time um dragonborn uh like a dragon um the astro city mini uh i've got all those currently penned and i'm currently trying to get them out i have a uh late to the party uh lined up for uh resident evil 3 that i would like to touch on and then i i do have another um i'm still working on my um my saturn feature and kind of getting some stuff together i actually got some um, new stuff for the Saturn that I kind of wanted to talk about and try to get organized. Um, so there's some editorial coming there. Um, also wanted to do a feature that I'm going to definitely uh, crowdsource some help from Ed on of uh, just really uh, embracing like the orientation, uh, the vertical orientation of video games, the Tate lifestyle and how like the Switch... <laughs> Tate is the ultimate system for this in in so many regards and so many points of accessibility that like if you could only do it with one and you had like there's I, I i couldn't begin to tell you like what like the fact that when when the moment sarah mentioned that in that episode that you can do that i'm like god damn does that just warm my heart <laughs> um so i definitely have a little feature planned up for there we have uh lots of videos we still have on under the uh, docket, we have uh, the Rocket Knight series that uh, Ed and I were running through, and uh, still currently in production. Uh, last part of the Super Play with Mortal Kombat. I am 
Um, also in the process of getting together Super Mario 3D Collection uh, introspective and kind of just wanting to put the versions through its paces now that I have some uh, video hardware that I'd like to go ahead and make full use of. Um, I also uh, kind of want to like do a long super play of cyberpunk just a little bit just to really i don't know i yeah i've been thinking about it but like let's just say that is um that is a potential for video content insight but i'm absolutely going to do more dreamcast atomic wave we're going to do a part two because there have been another eight games released um like a dirty pigskin football um fucking uh, Dolphin Blue finally got fixed, and nice. like as of this recording, that got fixed like even more after it junked out. So I'm actually gonna fuck with it after we uh, wrap up, uh, as well as uh, Sega Sega Shoot Scooting or like what it, it what are what's it called the plates that like are launched in the air skeet shooting? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Sega Skeet Shooting, um, uh, some hillbilly shit right rest- there. Uh, there's also Ranger Rescue, like a bunch of light gun games that like will absolutely work and function uh, with the uh, the Dreamcast light gun. So um, tons. Dreamcast of, had a light gun. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh. Confidential Mission, uh, House of the Dead Two. Um, fuck. Damn. Uh, Virtual Cop. I'm just thinking about my Japan Saturn only. one, man. That's all. Anything. I'm okay. No, it had it. It just it wasn't like. The light gun that came out here stateside was um, co-opted by Mad Cats when Sega oh, was trying to save money. Yeah, and yeah, you you already know where that story's going. Yeah, in fact, fair. I might just uh, import. <laughs> I think the the move is to import the Japanese one. Sure. Um, the official one, yeah. The I mean the the Mad Cats one is the the de facto official one here, but there were so many of them that came out, and they're just like yeah. yeah. But Sega Sega actually made one in Japan. Yes, so yeah. I'm probably gonna import that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's a ton of a Thomas wave games and like a lot of the, um, ones that were kind of crashing have all been, as I mentioned with dolphin blue, uh, have all been touch up on now and are working, um, demolition fist. Uh, I think I'm going to try to get Val to help me get through the end of, cause that was a fucking wild ride. Um, but yeah, no tons, tons of video content on the way and whatnot. Uh, Ed, what's on the horizon for, um, bullet heaven because uh, you've been teasing 300 well yeah where are we now uh, we're on uh, 288 so yeah 289 we're going to start with Darius Cosmic Collection uh, arcade and console uh, it's going to be a bit of a different episode structure but it should be no less good um, but I'm also starting up something called the uh, it's going to be called Countdown 10 but there's a little cubic um exponent on the end of 10 so it's like 10 10 no 10 mm-hmm. which would be 10 heavenly points um the idea is is that it's uh, just going to be a, a more consistent uh, structure for top 10 uh content uh so we'll have like top 10 by system top 10 by year and uh you know we can even do top five split between Dave Runa and i m- making up 10 so um, there's a lot of possibilities within the format, and the first one that we're going to be doing is the top 10 for 2020 shmups. There you go. You know what's a, a Dreamcast shoot 'em up that like uh, I would actually like to pick your brain on, and I really 
fell in with, and I don't know if you grabbed it. I've got them um, all, literally all. Mm, but I, this is an, an unofficial one. It's an uh, NG Dev one, but I don't know if you have all the NG Dev games. I have them all. Oh, okay. So how do you 100%. feel about Neo XYX? Uh, I Super Zykes is better. I don't even know. That, I mean, oh, that that's the one that came out. That's a sequel to Steam, right? Yeah, it's, it's on Steam, yeah. Okay. Is it on anything else? No. Mm, that's a that's a big party pooper. But no, I've been oh, I've been like dicking down on Neo XYX, so I'll have to check out the sequel if that's the case. But see, like like I said, now I've got this Tate set up, so now I'm it's, spoiled. It's, it's like pronou- if it's it's pronounced Zykes. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I got uh, on the uh, on the spine there. You can see Zykes. Um, yeah. Look at me. Look at me. And my trademark fumbling of pronunciation. That's okay. Um, That's why I'm here. I don't know what you guys are talking about, so I'm really in the dark. Oh, it's just a it's a Dreamcast shooter. Cool. I mean, if you want, you could always watch a review. Where were they? Watch oh, you that? already reviewed it on Bullet Heaven. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, I think it was Series Six. Damn, see, dude, I just gotta catch up. That's how storied <laughs> Bullet Heaven is. Like, I keep thinking, if it's like, there, I've if, already felt stupid. I'm like, because I, I thought, I'm like, oh man, I picked up this homebrew. Like, dude, yeah. checking him. Like, not uh, he, he, not like, a lot of Ed, people know that it's been around for 12 years. Damn, I mean, I it, thought it was a little it, newer it, than that. Honestly, if it's a, I, if, I it's, it's, pre, if it's a smop it's and it exists, it's probably been on Bullet Heaven. Just gonna assume that right now. Yeah, no, but I, I felt like, oh man, if you check it out, Ed just slyly just like links me the Bullet Heaven video. I'm like, here you go, I'm gonna slide this <laughs> across the counter to I'm you. There slide you go. this across That's the counter. Uh, no, I, I stand correct. Uh, it, it was actually Series 5. So, Whoa. Um, this was August 2014. Longest running review on YouTube. Shmups. Longest running, number one. There you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe not number one, but definitely longest. Number, number one, anyone that disagrees with me, then come find me in Ohio. Come yeah, find me. Exactly. <laughs> you just wait. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then I got like super Niketsui, but like we'll we'll go back and forth on that later. I got um, more Niketsui actually. I, I know you saw that picture. I did. I know. You I did. did, and like, I I don't know. Again, it'll be a back and forth for us to you know pick pick each other's brains on. There you go. Um, but anyway. This has been Press Pause Radio ushering in 2021. Um, Dragging it in. And just by its feet. Yeah. Whether or not it's just another zero by any other name, um, who knows? Some wacky shit has sure happened in the three years that have taken place just within the last seven days. I really like (laughs) Ed's uh, 2020 disc, too. That's going to be what I'm going for this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Twenty twenty disc two. Yeah, like for sure. Oh, this is Georgia Boys X. Please be good to you, like every. Just be good to each other. Yeah, this is toast, and yeah, honestly, be good. Like, don't be a dick. Twenty twenty one. This is Ed. Uh, hopefully, disc two doesn't keep skipping on us. Oh man, you're gonna be rubbing some toothpaste in that thing by the end oh, of this year. Get some straight turtle wax in that mm-hmm. shit.
Quack, 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 me, 